Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We finally really did it. You maniacs! You blew it up! Ah, damn you! God damn you all to hell! Take my love, take my land, take me where I cannot stand. I don't care, I'm still free, you can't take the sky from me. Take me out to the black, tell them I ain't coming back. Burn the land and boil the sea You can't take the sky from me This is where the fun begins Welcome to Dearly Debated The show where I've been watching a lot of Who's Line The show where everything's made up and the points don't matter no, <laughs> uh, The show where you're entitled to your opinion Even if it's wrong uh, I'm your host, uh, Nathaniel Ratings, Bad, Levinson I don't know It's a little harder for this one <laughs> I'm Nathaniel, you can't take this guy from me, Levinson. I'm Jason, it didn't sell enough toys, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> and I am Ashley, I'm on it, Thomas. And today we're going to be kind of a, a follow-up from our previous episode, which was about shows um, we stopped watching because they were terrible. Which, Jason, did you have any, you weren't there for that one, did you have any shows, shows that you stopped watching because they got so bad or so stupid? You know, honestly... <laughs> Not 100%. Like, I would say most of the DC CW TV shows, but I still go back and watch those every once in a while. I just stop watching them consistently. They were on our list, too. I made a little further through Arrow than Ashley did, but... Yeah, I thought I finished season one. That was not accurate. It's okay. It's over now, but they're rebooting it with his daughter, so... Are they really? Yep. I didn't know that. That just... Green Arrow and the Canaries. Angsty teen drama. CW doesn't understand how to write a show without leaning on melodrama. Nope. Well, they are the CW. That is their thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, like I said in in the last episode, was they're like, well, it worked for Smallville <laughs> and Supernatural. <laughs> and well, okay, Supernatural. I don't remember that much melodrama in Supernatural. There was like some family tension, but I didn't stop watching that because of melodrama. I stopped watching it because they meant to end in season five, and it just kept dragging on. <laughs> Ten <laughs> years later, it's okay. it's exactly ending exactly. soon. Yeah. It was a good show. Well, apparently it was because the, like, the fans were like, well, we want to keep watching Jensen Ackles because he's hot. And I'm like, yeah, that's fair. Uh, not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Still haven't watched it, but <laughs> I, can, I, I can see that perspective. Yeah, yeah. So today we're going to talk about, rather than shows we wish had stopped being made, we're going to talk about uh, shows that were killed before their time. Yep. And uh, if you have listened to any of our podcasts, you could probably, based on our based on what we're into, you can probably guess the one we're we're all going to talk about but you know shows get canceled for a lot of different reasons netflix apparently just won't like most shows don't get more than a third season because people stop watching cable shows get canceled because well cable companies are stupid that's why they're dying and they deserve it but a lot of shows it's funny because especially for the millennial crowd millennial crew because they primarily started watching their shows online they, they made the shift online first all of their shows were the ones that got canceled 
because they weren't the ones consuming it through cable, so they didn't have the ratings that they needed. Mm -hmm. And so ironically, we killed the thing we loved, which is which is appropriate because the cable companies don't deserve our money. Nope. But why don't we just open with that one? Open the, the big one. Right. So, right. Firefly. Firefly. Which yes. got one season and is, I, I think, the poster child for shows that deserved more. Oh, absolutely. Now, what channel did that originally air on? Because I didn't Fox. watch it until... Well, 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 well. Yeah, I, I mean, I never saw it when it was on the air. I watched it on DVD. Yeah, Fox, uh, the network that purposely murdered it. Yep. Yeah, Fox Fox did that a lot. Well, Fox has never really been kind to their sci-fi shows. As I understand it, they aired the episodes of Firefly out of order. So the very first episode that was ever shown of Firefly on, on the air was episode two, The Train Job. So you had no context for any of the characters, why they're a bunch of ragtag misfits out on the uh, the open sky <laughs> um, and so you've it, it, it was like a weird setup and then the rest of the episodes were shown out of order as well so you didn't have a co cohesive story I think it was originally aired on Friday night which is like the lowest TV ratings night you know just across the board so mm -hmm. there were there were so many factors that could have been changed and Firefly may have lived a longer life than what it did. It, it unfortunately it did not. And it's a testament to the strength, of, the strength of the show and the individual episodes that even with it being aired out of order and all that stuff, it built up enough following Absolutely. that it was popular even before streaming, before the DVDs became readily available. People wanted it to come back. That's why it has stayed alive all this time through streaming. Right, and then of course and got, got a movie. And got a movie. Yep. Right, which was it was good. Yeah. And then tragic, and then... Right. So I first experienced Firefly uh, probably... I can't remember if I was in college or freshly graduated from college. I graduated in 2007. So somewhere in the neighborhood of like 2005 to 2008, I went to my local video store in my hometown, which now no longer exists. It's uh, Hastings, which is a, is a chain... But uh, they still had a vast collection of movies for rent. And so I texted my best friend back home, Stephanie, who's, she's, Stephanie's superpower is telling you which uh, TV show, or which books to read before they become HBO programming 10 years later. <laughs> so, but she's, she's always been on the, the hot tip of Firefly, and she actually got to watch Firefly when it was on the air. So I was like, buddy, do you have Firefly on DVD? And she's like, no, I don't. And I was like, okay, well, I really want to watch it. I'm going to go rent it at Hastings. <laughs> And so we spent like two or three days and we watched the whole thing um, together. And it was, it was, I was really glad I got to experience it with her for the first time. And uh, she was like, so when it aired <laughs> and then told me the story of, you know, airing the episodes out of, the, out of order, the ser series finale that we get was not the last episode that aired on TV. Um, I think it was like second to last episode was the final episode that aired. So there were just so many things done incorrectly that I was just like, that was amazing! I just, you know, and then I too joined the uh, the cult of ranting about Firefly being cancelled. So. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was, a, it, I'm, I'm glad that, that was my first experience with Firefly was getting to watch it with her. Yeah, I think I first saw it in college because someone was like, hey, you like Star Trek, right? And I was like, yeah, I like Star Trek. He's like, oh, here's another um, space sci-fi thing for you to watch. Uh, and it's only one season. So, you know, go watch it and you'll enjoy it. So I watched it with my roommates and I'm like, wow, that was really good. Why did it only get one season? And just couldn't ever figure out mm -hmm. why it only got one season in a movie. I think the, the running theme for, for this uh, episode is... How can you do this? This is outrageous. It's unfair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, More or less. But, yeah, so, basically. Sounds right. 
Yeah, so if you haven't seen Firefly, uh, go watch it. It's one season, and it's not like a full season of 22 episodes. No, it's like it's a half season. Thir- 13, 13 episodes in a movie. Yeah. Not 13 a episodes commitment. in a movie. It's a Western in space. It's, it's very... Um, it's very similar to The Mandalorian. I was, I was about to say, that was my um, recommendation. If you if you enjoy The Mandalorian, you'll probably enjoy Firefly. Yeah, Jason's wife being the exception. Yeah. It's not, <laughs> it's not really hard sci-fi. It has like a little bit with um, Rivers? River, yeah. River yeah. Too. With, with River, it has a little bit, although it's it, they keep that intentionally vague, although they explain a lot more in Serenity. Right. Um, <laughs> she's Neo. <laughs> I need to go watch that. I've, I've only actually watched Serenity movie once. So I need to they, go watch They it cut again. that line, but you can see her lips... Mm. Mouth, I know kung fu before the big fight. Oh, how funny! Um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm joking, but that would be hilarious. Yeah, it, it's it's very much cowboys. It's cowboys in space. It's like live action cowboy bebop. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a that's a that's a apt comparison. That was, that's probably the closest thing you can get to it. Although they're right. very different tonally, I yeah, feel yeah, like. Yeah. Right. But like the setting is very very similar. Um, so, and 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 what makes it great is it's a very character driven show. It's mm-hmm. all about right. the characters. Uh, this is a Joss Whedon project, uh, product, uh, product, project, whatever. Both, both, yes. Um, and one thing, uh, you know, Joss has kind of gotten himself in hot water lately. But one thing that he is very good at is managing multiple characters and really fleshing them all out, so they're all three dimensional. Um, and Firefly is no exception. You've got a, a, a host of really fascinating characters that um, are all very different and. Um, they they have good chemistry together. I, mm-hmm. I, I, it's it's one of my favorite ensemble casts. Yeah, I think I actually watched Firefly after I had been watching Chuck. So I was like, Adam Baldwin. It's <laughs> like the same character. Same. I, I, <laughs> just you know, just more of a of a angry like an amoral. He has person. a much better hat though, <laughs> and a much more feminine name. <laughs> right, Jane. hero of Canton, the man they call Jane. I think that's my favorite episode. Uh, I think a, it's such a good episode. favorite episode. Um, that's just such a fun episode. But but I'm always like, okay, and I think they do explain it right. But like, what the hell are they mining mud for? A, and B, why are people doing it and not dredging machines, which we have now? Beats me. The same reason that anybody does anything in the Star Wars universe when droids (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Because, you know, ultimately, it's not, it's generally not cheaper to have human labor, because you have to pay to, to, like, the, the machine would be a higher initial investment. But, again, if it's like a big, whelming machine, maintenance cost would be relatively low, and it's much more efficient at Dredging mud again. Right. I think they mentioned that it like makes bricks that are harder than steel or something ridiculous like that. I do not remember. Yeah, yeah, say it, it's matter. been it's been a while since I've I've watched yeah. Firefly all the way through. Yeah, the first time I watched it all the way through um, was actually when you let me your DVD. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was <laughs> so only a few years ago. We moved to Charlotte. Yeah, so. that was only a few years ago. Yeah, I think one of the things that's really interesting about Firefly is you know not only just the cult following but just different ways. Um, one of one of my favorite things about fandom is this is watching fans engage with a text. There's a now kind of defunct website, but it's still up. It's uh, the Drunken Moogle, and um, uh, Mitch Hutz is the guy who uh, who ran it. He's a cool guy. Mitch and uh, people would also submit recipes as well. But there's at least three different Firefly cocktails on that website that I can remember. Uh, the point of the Drunken Moogle is that y- you are submitting, or um, he's making up these uh, nerdy cocktails, which is fun. But uh, my favorite is the brown coat tea, which is a variation on a Long Island iced tea. But uh, I also remember there is some sort of ginger beverage that I, I can't remember exactly, but it's called the Vera. So you get like kind of the spiciness of the ginger and 
other stuff. Uh, there's another one, uh, it's called Mutter's Milk, that he made up, which I thought was really interesting, that uh, involved, like, whiskey and vanilla Slim Fast. <laughs> I was like, this is, sounds bonkers, and I would try it once just to say I did. <laughs> the, um, the drinking channel, drinking channel, the, the, the bartending <laughs> channel that I watch, How to Drink, did a Mutter's Milk episode. Oh, yeah? Uh, but I don't remember, I'm, I'm gonna look it up. I, uh, How to Drink, it's a great, uh, great show. How great to Drink. Channel. Um, yeah, here we go. Mother's Bring Milk. Bring glass to lips. So his Mother's Milk is simple serve, covered in cacao, bourbon half and half, with an egg white. Fast. So it's, it's I guess it's like a it, bourbon, it's, it's like a flip, topped with heavy porter. Ooh. Ooh, that sounds really Ooh. good. Okay. Okay. You know <laughs> Listen, Firefly, we watch, um, we're gonna make this. <laughs> so we will, we will make that and we'll get back. I'll have to get some crumbed cacao, okay. but everything else okay. should be easy to write. I have... Tons of bourbon. I have a Firefly like, game night sometimes. Yeah. yeah, I was about to say, Nathaniel, have you ever played the Firefly tabletop game? I haven't. How is it? Oh, it's wonderful. It's we, a lot of fun. Yeah, say, so, um, my mom got it for Ryan, my husband, uh, for Christmas a few years ago, and uh, it's um, it takes up, you have to have a really big table. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so whenever we play now, we have to set it up on our coffee table and bring out a uh, four, uh, four-foot folding table to put all the other stuff on but um it's a lot of fun it has a lot of moving parts but it's actually pretty simple to play but uh what i love about it it's it's such it's sometimes when you get a, a tabletop game that has an intellectual property attached to it um they it's it's kind of just a way to make more money but it's actually like a really well thought out fun board game and i you you just it's very immersive you really feel like you're in the firefly universe um so it's definitely one of our favorites you know they tried to make a firefly mmo i did not know that I don't think it did very well. Hmm. I can't remember seeing that. How long ago was that? Recently. Oh. Like, fairly, like, within the last five years. Oh. Um, totally so, missed that. So I think as we go through these shows, again, assuming we've watched them, because we may not all have watched all of them. Right. Um, but we should say, you know, what was our highlight of the show, like, the, our favorite part, and then something that just stuck with us. Obviously, my, my, my favorite part is the the modern episode. That's <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> and the part that stuck with me, and I think, you know, this may be for most people... Is uh, I'm a leaf on the wind, and I'm not going to spoil oh. anything. But I think that was a really powerful moment. Right, Jason. What about you? The episode I end up thinking about a lot is uh, it's the episode where he's a one-off villain. He may not have been if the show had gotten uh, renewed, but it's the guy that comes on and invades the, um, the Serenity. And I'm trying to remember a little more detail about that. Serenity but is it, the name of their ship. Yeah, but it's. Uh, they end up. It ends up just being a really suspenseful episode, and mm-hmm. I cannot, for the life of me, remember the name of it. Yeah. But I think one of my favorite things about the show was just uh, the way the characters interacted. Uh, specifically, I think it was interesting to see like the relationship between like Mal and I've only watched the show one time, so mm-hmm. uh, uh, River's just, brother, yeah, no, ner- uh, nerdy seven. guy, yeah, seventeen, the doctor, kind of yeah. evolved throughout the course of the show. I, mm-hmm. I always thought that was a highlight. Their interactions, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, I think his his character growth was really interesting to watch because he definitely comes on as kind of this spoiled rich boy who does who knows nothing about the ways of the universe mm-hmm. and uh, sort of adjusts to life as a renegade. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it's it's hard to nail down like one episode that I really love because I love I love it's it, I love the whole thing. Um, but I think what I, I <clears> take <throat> away the most from Firefly, I you know, as a lady who loves science fiction, it's always really nice to see lots of different kinds of women in my science fiction versus just one type of woman. Um, so I really love Zoe. Zoe's probably my favorite character. Uh, she's, but, the, she's the engineer, right? Uh, Zoe's the pilot. 
Okay, she, yeah, she's yeah, first, yeah. first mate. Yeah, uh, yeah. Zoe Washburn is uh, played by uh, Gina Torres. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Love Zoe. She's probably my favorite character. I really love Kaylee, um, and I think River is fascinating. I think Nara is super interesting too. Like mm-hmm. just the whole concept of you know she's a companion, aka prostitute, but she it's her chosen profession, and you know just kind of turning that perspective on its head because i mean most of the time women who find themselves in that situation did not choose that mm-hmm. so uh just just re- just a host of really fascinating ladies in that show and i i really enjoyed that i really love the dynamic between zoe and wash which is fun i think wash is probably my husband's favorite character he did uh dress up at dress up like him for a um masquerade ball at my <laughs> graduation we had a <laughs> uh, post-graduation mas- masquerade ball for my master's degree because i went to nerd college but uh he he uh, got a hawaiian shirt at walmart and we went to goodwill he found dinosaurs and he was very excited <laughs> to be watched that <laughs> night it was fun i was gonna say they share a love of dinosaurs they do share <laughs> a love of dinosaurs um why is my computer trying to take off right now why is your i computer don't understand like i'm not i'm not picking on anything it's it, 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 it suspects readers. If he was to talk about Firefly, it's like, I want to be there. Oh, you can't and, take the sky from me. And the episode I was thinking about was Objects in Space, where the bounty hunter shows up, and it's mostly him, River, and Mal. Mm-hmm. And we could talk about Firefly for a while, oh, yeah. which is oh, yeah. funny because, again, it's only one season in a movie, but there's enough there to merit talking about for a long time. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think I think it's the best thing Joss Whedon's done. It's one of the best things yeah. Joss Whedon's done. Yeah. Um, although his uh, his uh, Much Ado About Nothing, I love his Much Ado About Nothing. <laughs> I still have not seen his Much Ado About Nothing. Oh, so, dude, um, it's again, so great. To me, Much Ado About Nothing. Now we need to do a Shakespeare episode. Oh, to me, yes, Much Ado About Nothing hinges on the Benedict and the Beatrice. Yeah, because they are the most important, the most pivotal parts of that play. And the Benedict and the Beatrice they picked were absolutely phenomenal when they're because they, they have this the conversation where they're trying to trick Benedict into thinking that Beatrice is in love with him. Mm-hmm. It's like in the downstairs, and so they're 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 like on the patio, and Benedict is out in the yard, and he's like rolling around, sneaking up with, with branches. <laughs> <laughs> I've only seen it once, so I'm Nathan I'm, filling his dog berry. Right, it's right. Yeah. I am an ass. <laughs> I was like, Record show. Can identify. I am an ass. <laughs> oh. Great, great movie. That was really fun. Yeah. I, I mostly just like that it was all shot in Joss Whedon's backyard. Yeah. It, it, I think that's really it was shot. He was just like, yeah, let's just do it at our house. At his house. Mm-hmm. Our house. At his house, they shot it in black and white, and it's literally just much to do about nothing. But yeah. it's so funny. Yeah. It's really it's really fun. Simon Tame is in that one as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of the Firefly guys. Yeah. It's a, he, uh, Joss Whedon is very intertextual. He uses actors over and over again. Yeah. So. yeah. Which I appreciate. I mean, uh, like Tim Burton does that with uh, Johnny Depp. I was going to yeah. say, and they're actors that work well together. Yeah. Right. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Never Which sad I, to see it. I feel like it makes sense for a director. You're like, well, I know these two two actors have chemistry and will work together, so I right. want them in these roles. All right, so let's move to the next one. So, uh, Ashley, we'll go to you. Oh, you have one more thing oh, to say? I was going to say, um, moving along on Joss Whedon, mm-hmm. uh, one of my things was Angel. Yeah, you guys watch Angel? Never even heard of it. Angel was a spinoff from Buffy. It was. Um, uh, so I have watched part of Buffy. I never made it to Angel. Uh, my you, ironically, you, my mother and sister really loved Angel, but they never watched Buffy. Are you sure it wasn't Angel? Uh, I am certain it was not Angel. <laughs> but oh uh, well, if you guys haven't seen it, I won't say too much about it. But I thought it was a lot, it was a good spinoff from Buffy. Kind mm-hmm. of established its own tone. I liked it a little bit more, and then. The main thing for me is it was supposed to get another season and ends on a complete cliffhanger. 
Oh. It kind of it That's kind of works awful. as an ending for the show. <laughs> it kind of is like, well, they'll go on fighting the battle kind of forever kind of thing. But mm-hmm. at the same time, you're like, it's pretty much literally the world is ending and it just ends. <laughs> well, the world yes, ended. You're right. The you, world yeah. did end. I, I, I have a season after that. And hey. I mean, well, apparently they made a bunch of comics about it, so there's okay. a way to find out. But... There, there are also a lot of Firefly comics, too, mm-hmm. for that matter. Angel, I don't think I ever even watched Buffy. I only watched a single episode of Buffy. Uh, my my best friend back home has been trying to get me to watch Buffy since it was on the air because we've been friends for that long. When was it on the air? When was it on the air? Because uh, I don't even remember it, seeing like trailers uh, or. I think it premiered it. in like '97 and ended in the early 2000s. So what did it, what you did it you put on? Because yeah, I, I don't uh, WB. What is now the CW? Really? Because yep. I don't remember. I watched WB because I watched Kids WB. Right. But I don't remember ever. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I remember seeing ads for both Buffy and Angel, but mm. never being all that interested I remember Smallville, years ago. Because my sister watched Smallville. Right. <laughs> Smallville I remember watching was... it like, so when does Superman do Superman stuff? <laughs> the last 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like uh, Batman and Gotham. <laughs> See, I didn't finish Gotham. Um, I never finished Gotham. Not either. because I thought it got terrible, I just was watching a lot of stuff. Yeah, the last yeah. season was, I, I, I think, I liked the way they did the last season. I. Again, the, the the good thing about that was the villains. And, of course, um, what's his name? Uh, not Robert Picardo. The guy who plays Julian on DS9 was... Um, uh, Alexander Siddig. Yeah, he was Rachel Ghoul. Really? Yeah, you've said that before, I and I keep going, he was really? A, he was a, he, <laughs> yeah, he, was a really, he was a really good Rache. That I could see him doing I don't, I don't well. remember who played Gordon, but he reminds me so much of Colin Ferguson in Eureka. He, yeah, he does, but I don't know who it is either. I don't either. I, well, as someone who's just now watching Deep Space Nine, I am absolutely fascinated to see him as Ray Shaw. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. 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 It, was, it was a little jarring for me because I've never seen him in anything else. And then he's just like super evil guy. I'm like, this isn't the Dr. Julian I, ne- I know. <laughs> I love I love Julian. So. He's, he's one of my favorite. Him and Garrick, their their relationship is so great. But we're not talking about Deep we're Space not talk- Nine. We're talking, we're if you want to hear Space Space us talk about Deep, Deep Space, Space Nine, Space got a whole story. <laughs> go back and listen to the Star Trek episode. T, Earl Grey, hot. So Angel. Angel. Yeah. I don't think I have too much more to say about it without going uh, too far far into spoilery things. But. Yeah. Well, I mean, so here's the thing. Do we want to, now Firefly is one. So how many seasons did Angel get? It ended up, I think, it was five seasons. The main thing for me is... Oh, so it, so it, it had, quite a bit. It was setting up, like, mm-hmm. a, the style kind of changed to the last season. It felt like it was setting up definitely another arc, and then it just stopped. So what's the what's the premise? Uh, basically, well, Angel is a vampire. Okay. Who, is, uh, who did not get slayed by Buffy? Who does not uh, no, he decided does not get slayed by she's Buffy. He's, he's on a the vampire job. with a soul, mm-hmm. so he's Wait, not you... totally evil. It, there's a whole long explanation for that that they explore in detail over <coughs> two different TV shows. He um, ate a ginger and it canceled out? Sure. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, some of the cast from the show carries over characters that I actually didn't really like on the uh, on Buffy the Vampire Slayer at all, and they get kind of updated a little bit, have character arcs in the first season, and end up being some of my favorite characters overall in uh, the universe, in that universe. <laughs> But basically, it's uh, he moves away from the area in California that Buffy's based in. So he doesn't get slayed. Goes to Los Angeles and kind of opens up a detective agency that deals with supernatural uh, occurrences. And occasionally even does detective work. <laughs> so <laughs> kind of like Dresden Files. Mm. With a vampire instead of, uh, that instead that of Wayne Gretzky. That is a series I have not read. Yeah, actually. I haven't, I haven't either. I, I watched the first couple episodes and the CGI was so bad 
it took me out a little bit. I gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and then uh, characters continued to cross over. It ran for a little longer than Buffy, so so, so a few more characters that were standouts kind of jumped ship onto the onto Angel. And, um, but yeah, it was kind of an episodic Monster of the Week kind of thing with some pretty cool overarching plots and some pretty melodramatic overarching plots because, like you said, it aired on WB, which became yeah. CW. So. Yeah. I, I feel like they, they must have, there must be a rule that if you write for the city, like it must be in their contracts that if you don't write melodrama, you get fired because literally all of their shows, uh, even where it's not appropriate, like some of them, okay, yeah, you know, like Smallville was based around melodrama, but you know, the melodrama in, uh, again, I don't remember too much melodrama in Supernatural because again, the, for the most part, it was just like, uh, for the most part, Supernatural is about two brothers. Mm-hmm. And their relationship, so they, so the melodrama is more like family drama rather than romantic melodrama, or like why did you keep this a secret from me melodrama because they're brothers, so they well, don't keep secrets. Well, eventually it gets to the point because it goes for like fifteen seasons. There's only so many conflicts. Sure, they can sure, have. sure, 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 sure. So no, after again, I stopped in like season eight or nine. After you know, both brothers die off, get resurrected different ways. The dad comes back. The mom comes back. The Parallel universes. It's there's, literally there's, called that supernatural. The melodrama. That. <laughs> did that actually happen? Oh yeah, all, all that kind of stuff. I knew, and I, I knew, haven't finished it yet. <laughs> oh, because I knew Dean became a demon, and I was like, so how does that play into everything? Anyways, we 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 uh, we're definitely gonna have um, the Re- the good Reverend Daniel Ellingberg on at some point to talk about Hollywood depictions of heaven and hell because they're really garbage and <laughs> not grounded in anything. Um, and I think one of the interesting things about that is just looking at it as how people see those concepts. But right. that could be a whole great episode. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. We've got we've got we've got a an actual ordained pastor lined up to come talk about that. So that's gonna be a fun episode. Cool. Alright, so let's let's move on from Angel. Alright. Um so I've got I, I actually have a little bit of um uh, diversity in genre on my uh, on my list. Or as Trebek would say, genre. Genre. So when I was in high school, uh, one of my best friends uh, and I were really into a uh, another uh, WB slash CW show, which <laughs> the, the fact that I was super into this show is a little bit surprising to me because it's totally not my genre. It's kind of like a... Uh, like just a, a chick flicky kind of drama. It was called Jack and Jill. Anybody heard of that? No, I would be really surprised if you guys did. I'm uh, I'm the oldest one on our podcast, uh, so uh, this is probably when y'all were still in like middle school <laughs> when this was on the air. But um, um, the premise is uh, according. Let me just read the premise off of IMDb. This WB TV drama is named after two of the six main characters, each with a name suggesting the other gender: Jacqueline Jack and uh, David Jill Jalewski who gradually realized they were in love at first sight. So, um, the premise of Jack and Jill, you know, you have these two characters played by, uh, Amanda Peet is Jack, who she, you know, she's gone on and done some other things. Uh, Ivan Sergei is Jill. He does, um, he's most recently on the, uh, reboot of Beverly Hills 90210, which apparently did not go anywhere. Mm. Um, he's done some TV... He has also done a lot of Hallmark Christmas movies. Uh, so if you are into the Hallmark Christmas movies, you have probably seen him. Kind of the other person, uh, Jamie Jamie Presley was, uh, or Priestley, is that how you say her name? Uh, she was uh, one of the main characters. And then uh, Sarah Paulson 
who you know you might know from Glass and uh, other films. She's she's kind of like the one who has the busiest uh, modern career at the moment. Uh, American I Horror don't know Story. Any of these people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, she's she's great. Uh, anyway, she played an, uh, a major character on that show as well. I remember, you know, watching this as it aired. This is this was uh, it aired nineteen ninety nine to two thousand one. The last episode of season two ends on a cliffhanger, where um, Jack finds out she's pregnant and she can't tell Jill, and then it ends, and then it gets canceled. So <laughs> I Whoops, that's the longest pregnancy ever. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> I, to my knowledge, this one is not slated for reboot anytime soon. <laughs> um, that's a whole other issue we can discuss uh, maybe at the end of the show. But uh, yeah, that one, it just, um, nobody knows. It is left to fanfic. Um, so I haven't gone to research if anybody's finished the series. Is it just, like, soap opera drama? Or? Yeah, it's, it's kind of soap opera-y. Um, so the creator of the show is Randy Mayhem Singer. Um, she actually wrote the screenplay for Mrs. Doubtfire, huh. um, which I just learned right now. Huh. Um, <laughs> but she's written some other movies. She has written a few uh, episodes of the Mad About You reboot. Um, other credits on here are, she has, like, an interesting writing history besides Jack and Jill. Uh, she wrote the screenplay for the movie The Tooth Fairy. <laughs> uh, wait, the, uh, with, um, with, um, wait, 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 it's with, um, Paul Hulk Hogan? No, 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 that's, no, no, no. It's, uh, uh, it's, it's The Rock. The Rock, yeah, yeah. Yeah, The I Tooth Fairy. I was gonna fairy. get there, I knew it was a wrestler. <laughs> right. Uh, she also wrote the screenplay for, uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks, The Road Chip. Ugh. Um... <laughs> Not not because she wrote that, but that name of that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so I mean, yeah, she wrote the screenplay for Mrs. Doubtfire. That's kind of crazy. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so I don't know. Um, if you are into drama um, and comfortable with making up your own ending, <laughs> um, <laughs> go for it. I I haven't watched this since it aired because uh, it's not easily accessible um, on streaming anywhere, and I don't think it's ever gotten a DVD. Is it not release. on CWC? Um, you know what? I haven't checked. Let me check I, it for you I, right now. Oh, okay. Because CW's streaming channel is actually pretty yeah, legit. Yeah, it's I, a, yeah. There are several things on my list that are on there just because they're short-lived shows that got canceled way too soon. Yeah, That's yeah. I did I did watch uh, the uh, Birds of Prey TV series that came out in like the early 2000s on there. I've actually never gone back and watched that. It's, it's pretty fun. I, I really enjoyed it, actually. I, I remember seeing commercials for it uh, in high school and it's like, oh, that looks so cool. Girl superheroes. I want to watch it. And I Doesn't never, look like it. I could never figure out where it was or or when they aired it, so I, I totally missed it. So I was happy to get to go back and watch all of it. Huh. Um, that was pretty fun. Anyway, so if you're into that sort of thing, you might be able to buy the episodes through like Amazon Prime or iTunes or someplace like that. So um, if you if you are into Jack and Jill or remember that or know where you can watch it, looks like it's on Hulu. Send it. Oh, it's on Hulu. There you go. Which I can't watch because my phone won't let me play Hulu. Weird. Weird. Yeah, so Jack and Jill, 1999 to 2001. You, we hardly knew ye. <laughs> <laughs> the ratings fell down the hill. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, you need a rim shot in your... You're right, you're right, you're right. I, I, I gotta take a step back and rework the soundboard. Um, I've got a bunch of stuff I want to put on there. Uh, so, so my I've got a couple on here. Now, one of them I, I've talked about several times... Uh, Pushing Daisies. Oh, that was on my list too. Yeah, I'd say that so, is one I have never watched, but you guys uh, well, keep talking about it, so I probably you know, should. If, uh, if you're really into the idea of, you know, a guy who makes pies for a living, who can touch people and bring them back to life, and 
solve crimes by doing so, all while having like this fun romantic comedy thing and an omniscient narrator. Wishing Daisies might be for you. Okay. It's it's really fun. fun. So it's the the premise is pretty much exactly what you said. This guy is a pie maker, and he found out that if he touches a dead thing, he found out this. Uh, it's like his when he's a kid, his dog dies, mm-hmm. and he finds out that if he touches something, it comes back to life. But then if he touches it again while it's alive, it dies forever, and he can never bring it back. And there's some pretty tragic stuff in the very yeah. very beginning. Yeah, I'm sure. But it becomes like an episodic a crime of the week. A serial, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it becomes a crime serial where he, you know, he goes. It kind of, it's, it's, it's a very similar premise to Eye Zombie, where it's like you get information from the dead person. Very different ways of doing that, right. but you know, he touches the dead person, brings them back to life, and tries to solve their murders. And and they're always like cartoonish. So like one guy mm-hmm. gets melted onto a a a lighthouse search lamp, and it's literally just like. It looks like something from Beetlejuice. It's just like this big <laughs> circle, like this circle puck of human flesh with a face on it. Um, I don't remember. There was one where there's like it was like a, a, a car testing facility. It's very silly, mm-hmm. and it's all very bright colors, very mm-hmm. almost surreal. Um, but it's it's really cute. It's Lee Pace is the main guy. I don't right. remember. The only other person who I remember is in it is Chi McBride because he's well, hysterical. He's basically like the hard boiled private detective that helps them, except he he knits to calm down. And so it shows him knitting, and he's knitting himself gun holsters. Got it. Chi <laughs> McBride is amazing. Uh, the the only other person I can think of is Kristen Chenoweth. Is oh in there. Yeah, 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 she's in there. And uh, Lee Pace. Which I had never seen him in anything nope. before I watched this, other than Guardians of the Galaxy, right. where he's Ronan the Accuser. He's a lot less blue and that. a lot less serious. <laughs> well, he's, yeah. he's, he's also in the Hobbit. Yeah, he's, he's, he's Legolas' dad. Yeah, he's Legolas' dad. Yeah, yeah. But, but it, yeah, it, it got canceled after two seasons. It probably just didn't get good ratings, right? Which is a shame because it was a really fun show. There's no like cliffhanger ending. There's just it just there's no more of it after you finish the first two seasons. It's, it just legitimately leaves you wanting more. Yeah, right. Which is it was one of the saddest ones. Um, I can't again. The only two episodes I can think that stick out are um, the one where the guy melted on the lighthouse lamp and the the one that was in the car factory. But and I don't remember which episode this was. But there's that scene which I, I in the meet yourself episode for Ashley I mentioned was um, right because he's his his love love of his life dies and he brings her back to life. It was like mm-hmm. Jeff, it was like right after they confessed too, or something like that. Oh. It's like yeah. extra tragic, and so they can't ever touch again. And so they're like making out through plastic wrap, or they're like in a taxi <laughs> and the divider. They're like doing the hand the hand thing. And it's very cute and very um, poignant, right? But it was a really fun show, and it definitely deserved more than two seasons. Oh. Anything else to add, Jason? No, I think that's it. It just uh, like you said, it was a lot of fun. Um, Really, for the subject matter, sounding so dark, it was incredibly lighthearted, yeah, and yeah. with the narration, it felt like kind of like a modern fairy tale kind of thing. Yeah, which that, was a lot that, of fun. Yeah, I think that's a really good way of thinking about it. It was because it was you know very bright primary colors everywhere, very cheerful, even though you know people are kind of dying these horrible deaths, and there's this really there's a really dark undertone, but it's not like it's a grim undertone that people are ignoring. It's just kind of it just it just doesn't bother anyone. <laughs> it's just kind of like. Right. You know, people are dying, you know, we deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got it. But it was great. And definitely, definitely recommend checking that out. I think I, I, that one I'm pretty sure is on Netflix. Um, uh, it was on CWC for a oh, you're long right, time. You're right. Was that also a CW show? I don't, I don't believe, think I don't so. I believe so. 
and say I, I want to say that was like a cable show because I, yeah. re- I remember hearing about it when it was on the air and my parents had cable but I don't know what channel it made it watch. was on ABC oh well lies <laughs> <laughs> network show got it yeah. <laughs> alright yeah so that, so yeah I again stuff like Angels five seasons right so mm-hmm. That, that's a little bit of an investment, but like Firefly is one season and a movie. Right. Pushing Daisies is two seasons. Jack and Jill is two seasons. So a lot of these, very easy to get. Now, the, again, the warning is, if you want more, you're SOL. There's, well. there's nothing there. There's nothing there's, there for There's you. the power of fan fiction. AO3 is a cool website if you are into fanfic. <laughs> Don't go to fanfiction.net. That is a dumpster fire of banality. So. <laughs> And wow, shots fired at fanfic.com or net or whatever. Fanfiction.net. Used to, I remember, I'm old enough to remember when fanfiction.net was where you got your fanfic, and then I don't know what happened after that. Well, it went mainstream. All the hipsters get their fanfic from AO3. <laughs> AO3 actually won a Hugo Award. Um, for gosh, a fanfiction? Uh, yeah, actually for uh, fan-created work. Um, hmm. So technically, I'm a Hugo Award-winning author. So there <laughs> you go. <laughs> Very cool. Thanks. Wait, what did you write fanfiction for? Um, what do you think I wrote fanfiction for? Obviously, um, Jack, Jack and Jill. And Jill yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. Um, no, uh, Jamie and Brienne from Game of Thrones. Um, see, see, I can't believe y'all did not. Didn't that actually? Did that not was, actually, I thought that actually happened in the show. Right. Was Was your ending better? Um, oh, obviously, my ending is way better. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone didn't die, uh, <laughs> and they got more episodes. Uh, yep. I, I could talk about that one, but again, we're doing a, an, another episode of finales that sucked. Um. <laughs> yeah, 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 let's 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 save that for that. We'll save that for that. So, but technically, it, it was also a uh, finished too soon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. finished too soon. It, was, it went on one season too long. Is that was, how you feel about uh, it? No, it's <laughs> it was, that they were offered more episodes and didn't take them because they were going to go write Star Wars. They and then they got roles. fired from Star Wars because they did such a shot. Job on Game of Thrones. <laughs> Part of my French. Oh yeah, mm. sorry, but <laughs> uh, oh yeah, Jason wasn't here for that. We're making our own swear word, swear sound, so I'm gonna have to get yours afterwards. Okay, um, for all the swear words. For that all Jason the swear words say. that Jason. <laughs> your, yours may may go unused for. Yours should be an actual swear word. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, every once in a while we're editing, you want to just throw in mine, you know, just to spice things up. <laughs> it's just, man, what the f- shit? <laughs> <laughs> Don't be such a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> My sensor is going to go over that. It's just going to get layered. Oh. Uh, Inception yeah. swear. Uh, All right. So, Swearception. Swearception. <laughs> so, Air flies across the table. <laughs> so uh, so uh, we're going to summarize Ashley's feelings of Game of Thrones Season 8. How did this happen? And there, there it is. Yep. Um, <laughs> all right. to be a general consensus. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, Jason, your all right. next show. Well, since we just did Pushing Daisies, which is about, you know, people dying constantly and mm-hmm. being brought back from the dead, uh, I'm going to go to Forever. Have either of you guys seen Forever? No. Not that I can think I of. I say, I don't okay. even know what that is. So Tell the me premise, more. it's very Sherlock Holmes-esque. Okay. Um, okay. And the premise is basically uh, a guy who lives forever, and he ends up uh, being paired off with a detective after he's not killed, and I think it was a train crash um he's inv- helping her investigate and then they end up solving crimes together um, i'm trying to remember the name of the actor i've prepared so well for this episode <laughs> 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 
Oh, it's, uh... I can never actually remember how to say his name. What the heck? It's Eowyn Grafud. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. I'm a... I'm, I'm a willing to bet you pronounce that name. I'm if, a, I'm if you remember the original Fantastic Four movies, he played Mr. Fantastic. That looks like someone took, oh, those, took a bunch yeah. of magnetic letters and threw That's, them at a... You know what that is? That's a fantasy name generator. <laughs> and the Dwarven Lord, Eowyn Grafud. Uh, actually, yeah, that's probably how I would say that as yeah. well. I don't really know. So, if we're mispronouncing your name, Grufford. Mr. Grufford, 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 please, you know, send us, like, a, a uh, voicemail. Um, just make it, like, an MP3 right. clip and, and email it to us of how do you pronounce your name. Yes, please. Because unless it's phonetic and we are pronouncing it right, in which case, okay, cool. There's no way for us to know. Yeah, but uh, it's a really cool show. It only lasted one season. Um, I believe that's another one that's airing on uh, CW. What are you thinking? Oh, um, I was just looking at his trivia on IMDb, and it says his name is pronounced Yoan Griffith. No, no, it's not. Is he Welsh? That, sounds, that actually sounds right. Uh, He's yes. got to be Welsh. Yes, yes, he is Welsh. There you go. Um, because uh, yep, yep, Cardiff Wales. He was born in Cardiff Wales. Yep. Yeah, Welsh Welsh names do not translate phonetically. Yeah. So. And I don't blame the Welsh for that. No. <laughs> you, cannot, <laughs> you cannot tell how to pronounce a Welsh name by looking at it spelled in English. Yeah, yeah. So, so Yoan Griffith. Yoan Griffith. <laughs> how very American of us to butcher his well, name. Well, Yoan is, is more or less phonetic, but yeah. Griffith to Griffith? I'm not saying it. Anyways. Yeah. Anyway. But uh, it's got, Go a real, got a really good cast. Um, I don't know... Uh, it also has one of the other main characters is Judd Hirsch, which I don't know if you mm-hmm. guys ever watched uh, Numbers. He played the dad yeah, yeah, in Numbers. Yeah. Um, I know he's his been name. in. I think in Independence also, Day was, as well. Yeah, yeah, he was Julius Levinson in Independence Day. My boy. So really good, uh, and the relationships that he has with him um, is really cool. Uh, just the way that they play with the fact that this guy's been around basically since uh, Victorian times, mm. and how he's developed observational skills almost to like a Sherlock Holmes like level. Uh, is really cool. And sometimes his past comes back to bite him. Sometimes you're doing the constant flashback thing, learning more about his history as you go, learning more about trying to figure out why it is. He does not know at all why it is that he cannot die. Um, but And every time he does get into, like, uh, it's really weird. Every time he ends up in a fatal situation, he just uh, wakes up. I think it's in the Hudson. He just... Swims oh, back up. So to it's top. like a Dark Souls thing, and then there's his bonfire. He, he, he respawns. <laughs> he respawns. Right, that's his respawn point. Yeah, it's his respawn just... point, and uh, he has to call on his uh, friend and confidant, Abe, to come and pick him up. <laughs> He's got a skiff on the Hudson Lake. <laughs> yep. But uh, it's a really cool show if you guys like mysteries, if you like things like, um, like Castle. I think it's got a really similar tone to uh, okay. TV show Castle. A show that I need to watch because I love Nathan Fillion and I love mystery and shows. there is an amazing moment in Castle that is a Firefly reference. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I am familiar with that one. I scrolling through channels and that episode was playing and I stopped and screamed because like, New Firefly! It was not New Firefly. I was very disappointed cowboy. when I realized it was a Castle episode. <laughs> what are you supposed to be? I'm a space I'm cowboy. A space cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Um, Jud, Judd Hirsch, I was like, why do I know his name? He also played Leonard's dad on The Big Bang Theory. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I did not. I just I finally finished really? The Big Bang Theory. I, really? like, I, I am not it. quite done with The Big Bang Theory. I've got I like half a season. I hated left. it. Especially when I saw a really good analysis and I was like, why Why do I hate this show so much? And one of the reasons is because, and this is something that you see in one, like, one of the things why I kind of look down on How I Met Your Mother when I look back at it, even though I enjoyed it while I was watching it. The four main characters 
are all super misogynistic in a way that I'm like, they get away with it because they're nerds and that's like what nerds do. Right. So I'm like, I think, I think they grow past that some. For the most part. Um, I, I, again, I've not finished the series. I'm on, I'm on the last season. I've got like half a season left, but, um, I, what I do love about the Big Bang Theory is that it did more to educate my parents about anything I actually care about than (laughs) me living with them for 25 years did. Fair enough. So. I, I also just, all of their jokes fall flat for me. Oh, see, I keep all left. So, <laughs> I mean, I think humor humor is subjective. Oh, yeah, there yeah. Was, there was a period in my life where I'd be walking around, you know, wearing, like, a Flash shirt, Green Lantern shirt, you know, mm-hmm. any kind of superhero shirt, and people would stop me and be like, oh, you're like that nerd on the Big Bang Theory. Thanks, guy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, kind of. We just bit. have all the Did same Did that clothes. nerd ever do this? Then you punch them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, sorry to derail about um, forever, but no, what else well, did you have to much, say about that? That was mostly it. it uh, I cannot remember. I don't think it actually ended on a cliffhanger. You just, you know, the show ended. It actually, I think, had a pretty good, it was pretty episodic, uh, pretty good ending. I just was left really wishing that I could see more, find out a little bit more about the backstory, all that kind of stuff. Really solid watch. Again, only one season commitment. And I think like a lot of shows that we talked about, you watch like one episode of it, you'll figure out whether it's something for you or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, most of these... Really short ones. It they don't they don't take a while to get off the ground. They just they're just in it. Uh-huh. So we were we were talking about this uh, before we started recording. We you know we're all pretty big animation fans here on Dearly Debated. Oh yeah. Um, we like Disney and uh, something. We like some things from Disney. We, yes, we <laughs> yes we like some things from Disney. And unfortunately, some of the things that we liked from Disney were limited to sixty-five episodes. Um, did you find Did you find the reason for that? Yes, yes. So for um. For whatever reason, in the mid-late 90s through um, the early 2000s, Disney limited all of their sh- uh, shows and TV series to 65 episodes. So, according to the Disney Wiki, the mm. rationale for this is the cutoff point of 65 episodes may have had more to do with programming schedules than any personal feelings about a series on the part of studio executives. With 65 episodes, one episode can be broadcast each weekday, reaching the 65th episode at the end of the 13th week. So, uh, 5 times 13 is 65. 13 weeks is one quarter of a year. Four 65-episode shows can be a broadcast can be broadcast in a calendar year. At the time the 65th episode rule came to the public's attention, networks were beginning to move away from rigidly defined schedules where a weekly show would run for 13 or 26 weeks straight, followed by the same number of repeats. This change has further been accelerated uh, by several factors, and it gives like a whole big list. But effectively, um, this is because of the weekday TV airing schedule, mm. which is stupid. Yeah. If you, I understand, like, yes, it's just nice and neat and tidy, and the math works. But if you've got good content, you have a a, a solid fan base that wants more good content, you're not, like, dragging your story out way past what you could do, then I see no reason to stop at 65. Uh, so this rule apparently no longer exists, thank Jesus. Um, <laughs> but one of the um, victims victims of this show that I was personally very upset about was Kim Possible. Oh, that was good. Yeah. Have you watched uh, Carmen Sandiego? It feels like Kim Possible, but educational. Right. I, I have... I, I like the premise of the of the uh, Carmen Sandiego show, but no, I have not watched it. But uh, yeah, Kim Possible, it says, after initially ending after 65 episodes on February 22nd, 2005, Kim Possible was renewed for a fourth season on November 29th, 2005, making the show the last to be subject to this rule. No other show on the network has been canceled due to this rule. So 
Uh, Kim Possible was the last. There were a few exceptions um, prior to this. Uh, one, notably, my favorite animated series ever was uh, Gargoyles, and that got seventy-eight episodes, uh, which I thought was pretty cool. But um, Kim Possible, such uh, and like, I was talking with our friend Hope about this earlier today um, on a walk. We um, with the with the Disney sixty-five episode rule, you ended up canceling a lot of shows that had female leads, which you know Lizzie McGuire fell victim to this, even at like the height of its popularity. Uh, and it got a movie. Um, that So Raven was an exception. It did get 100 episodes, which was unusual. You, you, you're canceling all these shows that still had a lot of staying power, you know, and Kim Possible being one of them. And you just don't, that's it. You don't get any more story because it doesn't fit with the schedule, kids. Um, and that's lame. So I think that's a stupid reason to cancel stuff. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I enjoyed Kim Possible because it's, uh, you know, she's, she's effectively like a secret agent. Um, I love the I love the chemistry between her and Ron. I think Ron is hilarious. I love Rufus, the naked mole rat. All the all the villains are fun. As somebody who loves puns, uh, Duff Killigan was probably like my favorite. Of who was the um, Dubro? Uh, the Dubro. The Dubro one. Oh, Senor Senior. Senior Senior, senior Junior and Senior Senior Senior. Is that who you're thinking of? No, I'm thinking about the guy who was who was um who would just be like later Red. He, as far as I know, he was the only villain who called Kim Red. I don't remember. And uh, I just remember being like, is this guy even a villain? He literally looks like he just wants to go surf and just like kick over Ron Sandcastle. I don't understand what he's doing here. I don't remember the character you're talking about. Yeah, I, I, I don't either. I started watching Kim Possible again earlier this year when I had the flu. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, I I don't think I finished the series. I it was a solid show. It got a few follow-up movies. Yeah, um, yeah. You got the So the Drama movie, uh, which was technically the finale. There's like a time travel one, too. Uh, a, a sitch in time. Yep. I remember that Very one. funny characters. Uh, yeah. Good action. Kind of spoofed spy movie. Spoofed yeah. comics. It was a... Uh... There was, there was a, definitely a lot to enjoy about Kim Possible, and I, I'm sorry that it didn't get more than 65 episodes. Mm-hmm. Motor Ed, I think that was him. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I found that because it wasn't working until I typed in. I saw I, I was Google, I Google Kim Possible later read. Kim Possible villain later read. Kim Possible villain later read. Do bro, and then I found it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was Motor Ed who would literally just show up just to be like, bro. Seriously, Red. That's what he said. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. Red. There you go. Okay. Yeah. No, Kim Possible. Definitely a lot of fun. Um, it did get a live action movie a few years ago, which I haven't watched, um, which kind of got me reviews. But again, I'm always a big fan of watching my cartoons being played by real people. <laughs> so I'll have to check that one out on Disney Plus sometime. I'm assuming it's there. So I have a couple of... I did love Kim Possible. Yeah. Now, I would... <laughs> okay. I, I, to be fair, I was... I was in college watching Kim Possible. Oh yeah, I was in I was in like high school. Yeah, and I was sure. like this show was great. I say I am not technically the target demographic for this, but I don't care. There was another show that I'll talk about um, that didn't fall victim to the sixty-five episode rule, but it should have at least gotten the minimum. But we'll talk about that a little later. So I have a slightly embarrassing Kim Possible story mm. that I guess well, by all means, to my, on the internet. may speak to my mental faculties. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's so the I was for, this is then this is again this is years after. I had watched Kim Possible, including the Stitch in Time. And I'm walking back from, this one I'm at Georgia Tech, so I'm walking back to my house. And I'm in the middle, there's this little pass. My house was right next to the Turner Broadcasting Building. And so, like, I would see the Cartoon Network stuff was all displayed all the way. I would walk, there's this little path that went between 10th Street and 14th Street that wound right next to the parking garage. And I'm on that path, and my brain, I literally stopped and got really angry 
because my brain just told me when Kim Possible says, what's the sitch? It's sort of for what's the situation. And it took me like <laughs> 10 years to make that connection. And I was so <laughs> angry. I literally stopped and like yelled out into the ether like, really? Now you get this? I, so, yeah. So that's you my... You weren't even walking past the Disney building. I wasn't you even walking, walking past, past the, the Cartoon building. Network building. The Cartoon Network building. And I don't know why. this. And this came up. I wasn't thinking about cartoons. I wasn't thinking about Kim Possible. I was just walking and I just, my brain was just like, hey, by the way. And I was just dropped to my knees. No! Just, uh, just. How can you do this? This is outrageous. It's unfair. Stupid brain. But yeah, that's my embarrassing Kim Possible story. Yeah. Um, do, you, so, do you have an embarrassing Kim Possible story, Jason? Only that I'd never really thought about it, and so the first time you told me that story was the first time I figured it out. Oh, so, aha. really? I'm very shocked that neither of you noticed that. I just, <laughs> I just thought about it like I thought just, it was. I got like it in her, contact context, yeah. but I never thought about it being short for anything. I always thought it was just kind of her catchphrase, it's just something she said. I never, it never struck me as Same. odd. Yeah, I just never thought about it until my brain was like, "Hey." Hey, idiot. No, big <laughs> bully. Um, my, my um, not so embarrassing Kim Possible story was I was eating lunch in a restaurant and I heard somebody's phone go off across the room and it was that <laughs> beep. And I was like, where's Kim Possible? And I figured out who's, who's where it came from. And so after I finished my lunch, I got up and I said, I'm sorry, excuse me, which one of you is Kim Possible? <laughs> and I was like, that's really cool. Anyway, so I had a little fangirly moment. Um, but yeah, at, at, at that point, I had probably hadn't watched Kim Possible in 10 years. So it's, just, mm-hmm. it's like, wait a minute, I know that sound. What is that from? <laughs> yeah. All right, so I'm going to cheat and group all my cartoons together. All right, okay. I might have to do the um, same thing. And so one of them got brought back. Okay. Which was Young, young Justice. Justice. Oh yeah, Young I, Justice. As you just said it got brought back. I was like, Ooh, Young Justice. So I'm not going to spend too long on it, but basically, it had two seasons, and it was incredible. Right. Yep. And Greg then it, got, it was like really, really, really good. And then I got canceled. I was like, How could you cancel this? This is really, this is some of the best animated series yeah. I've seen since like Justice League mm-hmm. and Batman the Animated Series. And it's another one that like the network didn't really care about it that much. Like they aired like one episode at a time, and then they do breaks for months. Like. They didn't air it out of order or anything, but they definitely didn't do it any favors. Yeah. Uh, but then when DC Universe app launched, they brought, brought it back for season three, and season three was incredible. Although, we've talked about this, when they, they put it on the streaming service, and it got way darker. Right. And by way darker, I mean uh, a child dies within the first 30 seconds of the first episode of season three. It's completely, like, the main storyline is about, like, human trafficking of, like, yeah. teenage metahumans. Yeah. Holy cow. And it's, it's, but it's really, really good. And it's so really good. well done. Hey, that's uh, that's Greg Wiseman. He's the guy who uh, created Gargoyles. And it's yep. coming back for more. Yep. yep I say yep. I, I've I've not yet watched Young Justice, but um, yeah. excellent. That's on it my is, list. It is a um, show that is made for you. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Um, Harley Quinn. I really hope gets a season three, but it doesn't have to. It ended on a on a fine note. I mean, I, I want more of it, but it didn't exactly end on a cliffhanger. It just kind of ended in a in a nice way. Teen Titans. Uh, the OG Teen Titans. Say the OG Teen Titans is baller, and I which don't think I ever finished it. Was kind of canceled. It kind of just got transformed into a different show, right? Yep. Which was completely different. Which then references the original show and as says a potential like better. alternate timeline. <laughs> yeah. and just just to be clear, you guys referring to Teen, Teen Titans Go? Yes. Okay. Yes. I one of the few episodes of Teen Titans Go I've seen. It actually they bring back the villain Control Freak, and he's like, "Yeah, I destroyed you guys. I won." Here's what you used to be like, and they play a bunch of clips from the original I show. Control Freak was the TV villain. Yeah, right? he was the okay, TV villain. Okay, got it. Okay, I remember um, that episode. So, 
So, so Naomi just watched back through Teen Titans, mm-hmm. and we had all forgotten about Mumbo Jumbo's musical number. Oh. And we were just sitting there aghast, like, I don't remember this happening, but I remember all the words to the song. <laughs> Mumbo Jumbo was the, um... The, Blue um, Magician. Yes, yeah. the Magician. He was voiced by Tom Kinney, a.k.a. SpongeBob. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, again... Uh, Knowledge I have not accessed in yeah. 15 years. Yeah. And but, but, there it is. But Teen Titans was fantastic. This was, because it came out, right, you know, anime wasn't huge in the U.S. yet. Like, Dragon Ball Z was, but yeah. anime it, 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 it wasn't it wasn't, really, it wasn't what it is today. Yeah, and it was, and the Teen Titans, especially the animation style, was heavily influenced by anime. Mm-hmm. The kind of, the chibi art style, the, the goofy drawing, which I yeah. love. I love that. That's one of my yeah. favorite things about manga and anime is those little drawing tactics right. to convey emotion and to convey other things that don't n- don't really make sense in context sometimes. Like, uh, Cyborg and Robin are having an argument about using Xenothium to power his suit. It's like a tic-tac-toe board popping up. You know, um, you could tell based on the intro what kind of, what the tone of the episode right, was going to be. Right, if they, right. it was a serious one, they'd play the theme in English. Right. If it was a goofier, lighthearted one, they would actually do the Japanese version. And then if it was a really silly episode, they'd do the one where I think like William Hung was singing it terribly. I, I don't remember that at all. Well, it's... I, I, like, I think I only got to see it until like season two or three. If you guys haven't... Uh, have you guys seen the movie that comes mm. afterwards? Teen Titans Go to the Movies? Yeah. Yes, I, I have seen Teen Titans Go to the Movie. I'm, I'm not including Teen Titans Go. I'm talking oh. about the uh, Trouble in Tokyo. No, movie. I never got to see oh, Trouble in Tokyo. I think I did. One of the highlights of that is Beast Boy ends up like through some shenanigans in like a Japanese karaoke area, and then he sings the uh, auto translated lyrics of the uh, theme song, and it is amazing. <laughs> That is fantastic. I love Beast Boy so much. I love him, and I love Raven. I shipped them. I don't know if that, that ever became a thing. No spoilers. It was not a, like, well, in the show, but it was never a thing in comics, and mm-hmm. then it was, because the show. Awesome. Okay. And then the universe got rebooted, booted, so. Lame. Yep. DC rebooted comics. all the things. I, I can't find About every the, 10 years. Yeah. I can't find <laughs> it, but I know there was one or two episodes where they had someone sing the Teen, like, the Teen Titans song, but it was really, really, really bad. And it has the little, you know, the little, like, the, basically the Batlight guy? He's, like, driving his scooter all over the... Oh, yeah, the, the Robin version of yeah, Batlight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's driving the little moped all over the, the mm-hmm. intro cinematic. Mm-hmm. I'll find it at some point, but it, it's... He's like, when there's trouble, you know who to call Teen Titans! It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. And it's amazing. And then, of course, they have the, it, you know, Hi Hi Puffy Amiyumi. Right. Fantastic. Oh, Cyborg also Teen does Titans. his own cyborg-centric uh, version of the theme song in yeah. one of the episodes, too. Oh, yeah, yeah I remember that. That was it's really amazing. fun. Yeah, there was yeah. a lot of really good meta humor, but uh, it was just right. really fun, and then they had some serious stuff with Slade. Oh my um, gosh, the stuff with Slade was crazy. And Tara. Tara. Um, Dude, Tara. Yeah, so they did, I, it was really, really fun. One of my favorite episodes is the one where Starfire's getting, no, where Robin gets, Robin gets blackmailed into going to the prom, and <laughs> so they're at the prom, and he's wearing his suit, but he's still wearing his mask. <laughs> right. And they get into a fight, and he's like, I've been waiting for this all night, and just rips his suit off and is wearing his his costume underneath it, oh, including yeah. the cape. And I'm like, yes, Robin! Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was one of the few shows, like that and Kim Possible, I think were the two shows that my sister and I could just agree on watching. Yeah. Like, she loved Kim Possible, and I really enjoyed it. I love Teen Titans, and she's like, this is hilarious. Yes, yes. I, I, I think probably my, I mean, because there were, there were many puns on Teen Titans, but, uh, 
I forget exactly which episode it was, but it, it opens and they're in the middle of a battle with like a giant heart and it, it, Robin says, Cardiac, you're under arrest. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ooh, that's so bad and so funny and <laughs> stupid and awful and funny and I hate that I'm laughing at it. <laughs> and the, the tone on that show was just insane because you right. could have like moments like that and then like, especially in some of the later seasons with like uh, Raven's plots and things, that show got so incredibly dark. Right. And pulled it off really well. Mm-hmm. Is that streaming somewhere? Because I've, I've been really wanting to go it's back probably and It's probably on the universe. universe. Okay, okay. Well, eventually will all, probably all be on HBO, HBO Max in like I the have. next month. Yeah. Hobo Max. Yeah, Hobo Max. <laughs> they just need to, what they need to do is just merge them together where you can get Hobo Max and then for like two more dollars a month you can get the comics. I've heard they need to rename it. Uh, I've heard a lot of people say you should just call it Warner Max right. or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. HBO makes you think that it's like just HBO. Right. And, and violence. It, it does have all the. Yeah. Uh, Which, to be fair, is a pretty good hallmark of comic books too. Yeah. <laughs> So, Ooh, Teen Titans is on HBO Max right now. There you go. Hello, so, my last cartoon, and I'm sure there are other ones I could think of if I thought really hard about it, but this is the one that really got to me because it was, I, I thought it was really, really good, and that's uh, Danny Phantom. Oh, Danny that, Phantom. Danny Phantom is not one I ever really watched, uh, but I, I knew, that was by the same uh, guys who did... Uh, Fairly Odd Parents. Yes, it's, that one. It's Butch mm-hmm. Hartman. Yep. Who yep. has a very distinctive art style. Right, as in and, the art style is identical. Yeah. And so Danny Phantom is about... Well, we didn't say what Teen Titans is about, but you probably figure it out. It's about... Teenage superheroes. Teenage superheroes. That's about it. Danny Phantom is about a kid whose parents are ghost hunters, but like legit ghost hunters. And he gets caught in a portal thing that kind of gives him ghostly powers. There's a theme um, song that explains it. Yeah. The, yeah. Theme song explains it. Uh, also, it, a it, hallmark of Butch Hartman yeah, animation, yeah. apparently. It's, <laughs> it's really good. So, uh, it only got two or three seasons. Really? But it really stood out as a really solid... It was probably my favorite Nickelodeon cartoon. Because it actually had really good character development. And the characters made sensible decisions. I mean, it was goofy. It was silly. But it dealt with some serious issues. Because for you know, for a lot of it, they're dealing with vengeful ghosts. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's some believable romance between the characters. And it's just it's really solid. Yeah. And the characters grow and develop like throughout the course of the yeah. three seasons. Yeah. Um, I would say, I would agree with you that it's probably the best Nickelodeon show, if not for Avatar The Last Airbender. Okay, I haven't watched that all yet. all the so same can't, reasons. Can't, cannot um, say anything Solid character that. development, all that good stuff. Yeah. We've talked about Avatar in the past. Yeah. But, it, but it wouldn't expect it because, you know, Fairly Odd Parents, I, which I love, although it's gone way too long. Whenever Cosmo had a baby, that's when it went downhill. It's um, still on the air? Yeah, as far as I know. On and, on and off, like Spongebob. I was saying, yeah. yeah, I mean, Spongebob is going um, to is probably going to rival The Simpsons yeah. for longest-running animated yeah. series. But, but Fairly Odd Parents was never meant to be more than just, you know, episode-to-episode episode mm-hmm. fun, which the movies were actually really good, I thought. I, I did actually um, watch, like, one of the live-action Christmas movies. I was like, well, this is not what I expected. Yeah, so, so the movies actually did touch on themes of growing up. Right. In ways that the show never really got to, because the show was just like, well, if he grows up, then we got to stop the show. Right, right, right. So it's kind of the Simpsons thing where he's the same age forever and ever and ever. Amen. Right. But yeah, but but so you know, look, going from that, Fairly Odd Parents to Danny Phantom, I was not expecting to get in, you know, emotionally invested in a show. Right. And it was really good, and then they just stopped making it. Which is a damn shame. They need to bring Danny Phantom back. It was really, really... I don't know what Butch Hartman's done since then. Well, 
The so, I was gonna say I think Fairly Odd Parents is over because Butch Hartman severed ties with Nickelodeon. Oh. Um, so I don't think any of that. So Fairly Odd Parents is probably over, and I think Nick owns all the characters. So I don't know that Danny Phantom's ever gonna come back. Oh. Um, but people have wanted um, it to oops. since it was canceled. I tried to IMDb Butch Hartman. Well. And I IMDb'd Bitch Haran. Oh. And it came up with Mitch Hera. There you go. Oh. So not but, even close on any account. Well, I'm not sure what he's done since he left Nickelodeon, other than he tried to start a family-friendly streaming service, and I don't think it went very well. But. I mean, there's only 80 Oh, he f- apparently, apparently he did Dexter's Lab as well. Did he? Oh, yeah. You know what? I knew that, and I forgot. Here we go. Animation department. So, looks like the most recent thing he's worked on. So, Fairly Odd Parents apparently ran to 2017. I don't recognize any of this. Danny Phantom. Ah, he deserved more. It was so good. Cat Dog got more episodes than Danny Phantom. That really? Is that was rabid. I say, I thought I would enjoy Cat Dog, and I was like, this is stupid. <laughs> for me, who even has, like, a pretty high tolerance for stupid. Apparently, yeah. he was a, a character designer on Captain Planet and the Planeteers. Wait, the Planeteers. You he's can some be Scooby-Doo stuff, you can see Yoda stuff. The more you nerd. Yeah, so, Butch Hartman, uh, Danny Phantom was just really good. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll lump a bunch of my cartoons together. I Actually, we were talking about it beforehand. Basically, if you're a Marvel cartoon show, you're, you're going to get canceled early. <laughs> um, because somebody else is going to buy the rights to your character, you're going to have to move networks. Um, but yeah. Not anymore, and if you started one now, you'd probably be okay. And I say, yeah, now you're probably all right. So, I, I think, uh, yeah. Now you're just, yeah. just going to get scr- all the, all the, all the uh, uniqueness scrubbed out of it by Disney. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah, uh, starting with like the 1990s Spider-Man and X-Men cartoons, mm. both of which were supposed to have more episodes and got canceled on cliffhangers. Lame. We still we still don't know where Mary Jane is. We mm. don't. And and I Who remember cares? like it's all about Gwen. watching them as a kid and being like, "So did they ever find Mary Jane?" And then a few years ago, it was all on Hulu, and I went and watched watched it all again. I was like, "They never found Mary Jane," <laughs> and I was very <laughs> upset. <laughs> See, and uh, when they did, they did Spider-Man Unlimited, which also got canceled really quickly. That was like... Ironically. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And I I thought the premise for that was it was kind of a spinoff where he was going, like, trying to find her in the multiverse and got stuck somewhere, but even that, no, never wrapped up. What was the the Spider-Man cartoon I watched that I was like, oh, this is really good? Uh, Well, it might have been Spectacular Spider-Man, which only ran for two seasons. It It had a weird art style. Ultimate Spider Man? Yeah, I think it was ooh, Ultimate. Ooh. With, yeah, uh, ultimate. Where yeah, Drake Bell, I think, voiced yeah, Spider Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. That one. That oh. one uh, had a little cheapy Spider Man cutaway. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that was pretty good, too. It was, it was pretty good. I was, I was watching it. I was like, this is cheesy, but I want to keep watching it. It's Did- like. It's one of those that would have been really good if I didn't know that they canceled Spectacular Spider-Man to make. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that's that's unfortunate. I I don't think I ever got to finish Spectacular Spider-Man, but um, I did borrow all the DVDs from Netflix like ten mm-hmm. years ago, and they were great. They're really good. Really quickly, X Men Evolution, <laughs> Wolverine and the X Men. Was X Men Evolution the one where they're in high school? Yes. Yeah. I remember watching that on TV, but I, I have no memory of any of the It's all on Disney+, Plus, yeah. um, and it's the best X-Men animated series, but aside from the 90s X-Men. They managed to pull in, like, the New Mutants, and they all kinds so of really cool stuff. so many amazing things. My goodness. Have you guys seen um, the YouTube previously on X-Men? No. Yes. I'm going to have to show you You showed afterwards. it to me after one of our yes. original podcasts. Okay, yes. no, I have not seen this. So um, it's, it's really good. It's great. Yeah, and then uh, I will say one more... Oh, Wolverine the X-Men, one season, I think Nickelodeon was making it, then Disney or somebody right. bought the characters, they had to cancel it. Er- Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes was another really yeah, good Yeah, yeah, I, I remember watching that. that. Yeah. Um, if 
I think once again, I think it only ran two seasons, mm-hmm. um, yep. but really probably one of the best like condensed versions yeah, of like the Marvel good. universe that they've ever done. It was good. Um, I remember watching that, being like, "Why are there not more seasons of this?" Because yeah. Disney had to make their own adventure show. Yeah, and then I looked at that and I was like, "That looks terrible." I mean, I, it's another thing. It was probably fine. It's just they canceled a better show to make it because right. it had to be on the Disney Channel. But yeah, I haven't checked out any of the new Avengers or the new Spider-Man or anything. I feel like stuff, that should be when you buy a or buy or recover a an IP, you should have to take responsibility for continuing what they started. <laughs> and, and, hey, if you want to run it into the ground, that's fine. But then people will be like, hey, this was good and you intentionally ruined it. You're a bad company. Yeah, now we're not going to watch your reboot. Yeah, now we're not going to exactly. <laughs> right. It's like you got to you got to keep that going. Like, hey, here's my child. And it's just like, sorry, I, I have this other child I would prefer, so your child can just, you know, mm-hmm. hide in the closet forever, mm-hmm. never come out again. Don't let cover under the stairs. You need to raise my <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, where's the Hogwarts for canceled animated shows? Come on. Any other animated shows on your list, Jason? Double check really quick. I was going to say Batman Beyond was supposed to get a fourth oh, season. that would have been awesome. Batman um, was really good. Uh, that, they did, that's one I've never watched. I'm going to have to go really, watch it. It's really, really good. It's basically everything you love the about... The song is weird. Everything you love about Spider-Man as a character, just take that and then make him Batman's apprentice in the future. Yeah. Pretty awesome. much. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's, and, and it's, it's Will Friedle. Yeah, it's Will yeah, Friedle, yeah, so, yeah. Kevin Conroy, old man Batman old man. is one of my favorite Batman. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's, it's really, really, really well done. And... <laughs> The theme song is really weird. Yeah, it is. Okay. It's very, very late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, it's, it's like super edgy, and the show is pretty dark. Right. But the theme song is like beyond edgy. Like I Well, really good thing edgy. it's Batman Beyond. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I'll show you afterwards. Just, okay. Yeah. It's just like mm-hmm. there's words just flashing up on the screen, like in between like images of like a rave. Yeah, it's like people raving like in a, a club, and it's like it's apathy, corruption. Corruption. And you're like, what does this have to do with. <laughs> But what are the scenes you're showing me have to do with anything? Do you just not like the party scene? I mean... Yeah, it's full of apathy and corruption. Because they don't care. But it never meant... they corrupt in their dance moves. And it's like, damn kids, get off my lawn. (laughs) I will say it does end up... Like, they do end it off pretty well with uh, Return of the Joker, the animated movie. (laughs) It's like Return of the Jedi. It's like, wait, what episode did I miss? Return of the Joker, and then um, there's an episode in Justice League Unlimited called mm-hmm. Epilogue, which yep. is basically the finale that they had planned. Yeah, which uh, we talked about that during yeah. the medical. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, that was the other cartoon on my list. I've got one more cartoon, um, and uh, that one did not fall victim to the Disney 65 episode rule. It should have gotten at minimum 65 episodes, and that is Fillmore. Oh, oh my gosh, I love it. Uh, see, show. thank you! Nobody knows what I'm talking about when I bring oh, up snap. Fillmore. Yeah. I do that? Yeah, I love Fillmore so much. Um, so, uh, the premise of Fillmore... Um, <laughs> Snitches. <laughs> no, I, went, I actually went back and rewatched that just like a year or two ago. Is that on Disney Plus now? I do not remember where I found uh, it. Uh, so, I actually... I, so, I'm the only person I know that has a functioning VCR. Actually, no, that's not true. I know one other person that has a functioning VCR. And I recorded almost every single episode off the Disney Channel. And so, I've got recorded VHS tapes of Fillmore that I went back and watched a couple years ago. And there was, like, two episodes I couldn't... that For whatever reason, they just didn't air them. Or when they aired them, it wasn't a time where I could record them or something came up. And, mm-hmm. yeah, it was very frustrating. But, um... But Fillmore was such a good premise. It was basically hall monitor duty by way of cop drama. Right, yeah, right. it was, it was a, or, or animated police drama. procedural 
For but the safety patrol. Right. But yeah. <laughs> and so it's like all serious and there's sirens and funky music playing. Well, if you get um you get Don LaFontaine to narrate it, um, which, you know, R.I.P. He passed away like not long after Fillmore finished its run, but he, he narrated it's like Fillmore episode blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. The blah blah blah. And then and it was it was so it set the tone like this is a serious kid show. Um but th- it was so smart. That mm-hmm. that was because uh, again, I was in college <laughs> watching Fillmore and being like, this show is awesome. It is so much smarter than anything else like on this channel. Which is why yep. it probably didn't last right, very long. Right. Like it was it was cleverly written. There were puns there, uh, but and 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 the characters were were super interesting. I loved the character of uh, Fillmore. He was uh, he was voiced by Orlando Brown, yep. who was on uh, That's So Raven. He was Eddie on That's So Raven. I, I just love his character. I really love Ingrid Third. Um, yep. Ingrid was like the cool goth girl I wanted to be in high school, but was not. <laughs> <laughs> that was Tara I, Strong, right? Uh, yes, I who always so. does excellent work. Tara, I love Tara Strong so much. She's one of my favorite voice actresses. I I loved the premise so much. They had a really good cast. It wasn't just those two. Um, you had uh, Horatio Sands, who played the the chief of the of the safety patrol. Mae Whitman, I believe, was on on there. Danny Tamborelli. But it had everything. It had humor. It had drama. Good animation. And I I just I, I always love a good detective story. And that's that's exactly what Fillmore was in like the most ridiculously banal way. Yeah, because and yes. it was so much fun to watch. It was like you know kids smuggling candy. Oh like, yeah. Somebody's like prize toy got stolen. Oh. Uh, the, the kid who uh, had the world record for keeping your virtual pet alive the longest, and somebody kidnapped it. So the, ridiculous. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean, it was it was really good. It was really funny. Like he's a very smartly written. Yeah. Um, it's and, like if that recess show was actually good. Uh, you know well, what? I actually really like recess. You leave that alone. Well, I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember watching it being like, "Fillmore's better than this." That... <laughs> I well, they they were they were different time frames too. Sure, recess sure. was a lot earlier. Sure. Because I was in middle school when recess was on the air. Fair enough. Well, and that did remind me of one other uh, Disney show that I feel like I canceled way too early. Um, I think it was on like right around the same time. Mm-hmm. But it, did you either of you guys watch The Weekenders? Oh my gosh! Like. <laughs> That was one I had. Isn't that that I had no. recorded pretty much every. I think I had every episode on like burnt DVDs. Are you kidding? Yeah, dude. No, we need to have like. I don't have them anymore. But <laughs> like, I took the time to do that because I love the show so much. Oh Again, gosh. very smart writing. Um, I'm trying to remember. It had a theme song written and performed by Wayne Brady. <laughs> I did not know that was Wayne Brady. Shut up. <laughs> Man. So many good things about the Weekenders. But very funny. Basically, the premise is it was just four, I think, middle school students. Yeah, four middle school students. Um, that it, every episode started on Friday afternoon, wrapped up by Sunday mm-hmm. evening. Yeah. And it was just, like, drama, comedy, mostly comedy. Mostly comedy, but yeah. it, it had some heart and, and some mm-hmm. really clever writing. Um, good good cast on that, too. Yeah. Um, I, I really, Laura was my favorite character, because like, oh, you never see, like, a tomboyish girl. That's really fun. Yeah, it was a um, Jason Marsden, Phil Lamar. Right. Uh, I'm trying to remember some notable people. Notable people. Uh, Great, Great Delisle. Great Delisle and uh, Kat Susie, I think. Uh, yeah, Kat Susie was, um, what was the other girl's name? It was... Shoot, I'm on the name. That's because her name was strange. 
Trish. 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 Her last name. Her last name was really strange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it was a much stranger name. (laughs) Yeah. So one of my one of my best friends uh, from high school, she and I to this day will still send each other the "I like pointy things" (laughs) meme, Um, and it's 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 a thing. Anytime. We had like like I have a pair. Of, I'm a scissors. Pointy, pointy, pointy. Mm-hmm. The, the, I like pointy. That was the girls. yeah. That was the essence of one of the characters on the show. Like <laughs> that was a things. side character. Um, she she liked pointy things, and that was the only thing she would I, say. Besides, I'm a scissors in the Halloween <laughs> episode. <laughs> I I still remember. Um, see, like my whole family enjoyed watching that. Like my really? parents would come in and like watch it. There was this point. My mom always goes back to whenever, like, it gets brought up to this joke. It was like, just a pun. Uh, they were all walking through a field, and Laura's like, Oh no, I just stepped on a snail. Do I need a tetanus shot? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think one of my favorite was the pudding ball episode, where it's like, uh, they put um, Tish and Tino on one team, and they're both, like, athletically challenged and awkward, and you had Laura and um, Carver, Carver on the other team. And so they end up actually giving them some competition, and <laughs> they're going back and forth. Yeah, well, you're gonna be toast. You're gonna be double toast. You're gonna be French toast. <laughs> uh, the worst kind. Of, no, wait, French toast is delicious. What am I on about? You're gonna be toast. combing pudding out of your dreads. I don't even own a comb. You can't well, comb dreads. <laughs> being French toast is when you're simultaneously toast and you have egg on your face. Right. That's a cooking joke. Oh, that's wonderful. No, I love I love the weekenders so much. But yeah, the the one girl with the I like pointy things to yeah. this day, fifteen years later, it's still a joke <laughs> between me and my buddy. <laughs> And ironically enough, her uh, college roommate, who we're, I'm also good friends with as well, their first year living together, my friend Leah labeled her roommate Melody's box, uh, one of her boxes, things not to bring back to school, and it was all her swords. And I was like, oh, so Melody likes pointy things? And she's like, yeah. Now, now if you show up to college and your roommate automatically just goes, I like pointy things, leave. Oh, leave. Just leave. <laughs> it's not safe for you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was all like a but uh, like a box full of swords <laughs> and daggers and things like that. Mm, yeah. Things that technically were not allowed on campus. <laughs> you know what? I have to take that back because one of my best friends in college just uh, was basically the same way with ninja stars. Oh. Yeah, there were all these little nicks in his door, like the one entrance <laughs> to his room where he would throw them. Uh, sometimes I would think about that as I was knocking. <laughs> like, I always made sure to knock. Right, right. Not safe to open the door without knocking. <laughs> uh, yeah, Weekenders was a great show. Uh, no, man, that was Hopefully great it's one. on Disney+. Plus. Uh, it's not right now, or at least it wasn't the last time I checked, but you can request it if you are a Weekenders fan, or if you're a Fillmore fan, or a Pepper Ann fan. You can go to Disney+, Plus and uh, you can actually request shows to be pulled out of the Disney archive and hopefully they will listen. I have requested all of those shows. (laughs) (laughs) I may go do the same. Uh, Yes, please. Thank you. (laughs) So I'm going to rattle two off because one I have very little to say about because I don't remember a whole lot other than enjoying it and being like, why are there only two seasons of this? And that's a show called Reaper. Hmm. And this show was about a kid who becomes a Grim Reaper. Okay. Um, now I don't remember. Again, I need to actually. I actually want to go rewatch it because I do, do remember really enjoying it. But basically, this kid just works at Home Depot, and something happens where he's supposed to die, 
and he accidentally kills the Grim Reaper or something. Like some industrial accident happens, and he kills the Grim Reaper. So Did then he, he kill has the to. Grim Reaper? Well, again, no, it's the I, plot some, of the Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's the Santa. It, it really is. It's like it's, it's the Santa Claus. It's either that or the Grim Reaper is like, I actually don't want to do this job, so you have to do it now, or something like that. Okay. So somehow so, he anyway, becomes, he's supposed to be reaped, and okay. he gets pushed into the role of Grim Reaper. And so it's him navigating. He basically gets, like, a letter, essentially, that says, you need to go kill this person. Or or you need to go collect this person's soul. So the Santa Claus meets Death Note. Got it. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. And so, but but there's, you know, there, he there's one episode where he, because he, he knows where, where they're supposed to be and when they're going to die. So he, like, goes and saves this person's life, and then all these horrible things start happening because that person was supposed to die. So there are actually a lot of interesting ramifications with butterfly effects and chaos theory and and death and, you know, when is it appropriate to die? <laughs> and, you know, oh, this looks like a sweet old lady. Oh, no, she was a serial murderer, and she had to be reaped because she was going to go kill someone. It, it, I don't think that that exact one probably didn't happen again. I remember there being two seasons, and I remember the, wishing there was more of it, but I cannot remember a single episode distinctly. Is this is an animated series? No, this is a live. Oh, okay, okay. Action. This I'm was sorry. live no, action. Okay, that's just it was called Man, Reaper. This is a dark cartoon. <laughs> no, 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 it was called Reaper, and it was pretty lighthearted. Okay, for the subject funny, material. Funny enough, yeah. for the subject material. Okay, but the other one is uh, a show called Better Off Ted, which the best way that. I can describe it is live action Dilbert. So it is about this guy Ted who works at this suspicious large corporation and the the first the pilot episode opens up and they're they have these pumpkins that they were trying to they're trying to like grow pumpkins better but the whatever the mixture they're using makes the pumpkins explode and so they're like okay can we weapon weaponize this and sell this to the middle east of course so so um it's it's ted trying to navigate raising he's a single father so it's him trying to raise his daughter and trying to decide you know not make moral decisions in a company that's you know basically like we're gonna make the most money possible Portia de Rossi is his boss and she's fantastic then there's two scientist guys that are like the, the R&D one of them I swear is Fargo and Eureka but I could be wrong about that uh, Eureka was also canceled very good oh Eureka is amazing so yeah Eureka was oh, how would, we described it before. sci-fi Andy Griffith yeah, yeah sci-fi Andy much. Griffith that, that was it so yeah. Eureka was a fantastic show that also had you know funny comedy and heart um, I, I feel like it still had a pretty good ending. But yeah, yeah I, of course, I would have loved But it was one where I was like, I could have watched more of that. It's really um, soft sci-fi. It's like a good yeah. gateway into yeah, the science fiction yeah. world. Neil Grayston is the actor um, who played Fargo. What was the, what was the name of the show again? Uh, Better Off Ted. Okay. I'm gonna look, see if it but it, it's just really fun. It's only two seasons. It's really fun. Very, very silly. And so... And, and Ted, like, narrates things as they happen, and, and his daughter's always giving him moral advice. Like, basically, his, his daughter will, like, sit him, his daughter, who's, like, eight, will sit him down and be like, okay, Dad, and he'll, you know, be like, well, here's what I'm going through at work. She's like, okay, here's what you do. Um, so it's, it's really fun. It's really, it's really endearing. Um, very silly. Portia de Rossi is fantastic. And then, and then there's the, the other... The other, the other... The main female character, other than Portia de Rossi, is, like, Ted's co-worker, who is, like, a low-key anarchist... So she's trying to, like, shake things up at the company, and so she's stealing creamer. <laughs> she's like, I emptied out all the creamer, now they're going to have to replace it. <laughs> so one of those big wigs is going to come down and not have any creamer for their coffee. She's, she's hilarious. So Neil Grayston um, is not in, in Better Off Tim. Yeah, I didn't think he was, no. but it reminds me of him a lot. I gotcha. Okay. Very similar affectation and look. But okay. I'm, I'm 
really bad at judging looks, or I'm told I'm really bad at judging looks. <laughs> I can't tell, because to me, they, I'm like, those characters look the same. Mm-hmm. And they're like, they look completely different. Like, well, they don't. Anyways, apparently I'm bad with human faces. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do the same thing all the time, and Cassandra's like, what are you even talking about? That is a completely different person. I'm like, is that Bruce Willis? And Ethan's like, no, that's just a bald white man. <laughs> but yeah, Better Off Ted and Reaper, both, both I watched around the same time, and was like, there should have been more of this. Okay. okay. I, I, Reaper was not one that I've ever heard of. I hadn't either. I hadn't. It, was, it came out of blue. I was just like scrolling through things on Netflix. I was like, try watching this. So I did. I was like, hey, this is actually really good. Okay. You actually click on the things that they tell you to try to watch? What? Occasionally when I'm yeah. really bored and gone. Same here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll have to uh, take a look at that. You look like you got a lot more. I've got one. I got, more. A, I got a, two, two of mine I can get through really, really quickly. All right, hit us. Um, both... Short-lived superhero shows that just got premiered on the wrong network. Mm. Um, but not the CW? Not the CW. So I think both, these, run them into the both of these would have lasted on the CW. Um, but, <laughs> but with one more was, of the melodrama. You, you may remember, or you may not remember either of these. I think they came out around the same time. One of them was called The Cape. Yes. Uh, I, I oh, only know yeah. that because Community yeah. references I, the Cape a lot. I, I, I never got to watch The Cape, but I remember it's like, oh yeah, that sounds cool. It was, it was really... It was really interesting. It was kind of like it was its own original thing, mm-hmm. um, but basically, uh, I think it was the premise was a police officer gets framed, and he's the whole thing is he adopts the identity of his son's favorite superhero to try and reunite with his kid, like clear his name so he can go back home. I gotcha. And the really sad thing about it is they wrapped, they docked off. I think it was supposed to be thirteen episodes. They docked it down to ten. And then they left it off on a cliffhanger Aww. that was completely unnecessary. That sucks. So it's like it feels like it's going to wrap up, and then they're like, "Yeah, but we might get another season." So, Aww. but basically, it like flips around, like the bad guy wins completely, and then it just ends. Name. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so community had had a gag about the cake because Abed is all about TV, and yeah. so. It's, it's like Jeff is sitting in the cafeteria eating, and Ovid comes up wearing like a cape costume, and flips the cape over and just like pulls all the food out of the table, and starts running away, and Jeff is just like, the show will last three weeks, and Ovid yells back, six seasons and a movie! <laughs> and that becomes their kind of running mantra, yeah. six seasons and a movie. And then, uh, and they still need that movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did get six, six seasons. Not that those six seasons were all great. But... The, the other one's similar premise was No Ordinary Family. Never heard and of that. the best one. way... That I can describe that down to one of the acting choices is either a serialized Fantastic Four show, where it's basically a family, uh, I think their plane crashes or something happens and they get, they all get superhuman abilities. So kind of, kind of like Umbrella Academy? So you've got like, um, the dad who is played by uh, Michael Chiklis, <laughs> basically becomes the thing, but without having to look like the thing, he has super strength. Um I think the mom runs super fast. The kid becomes a super genius, and I think the girl can do like invisibility or something. Yeah. Just so it's kind I of would like so the, basically, basically live action like the, Incredibles. Yeah, right. The Incredibles meets Fantastic. Just Fantastic. once, yeah. I would like the superpowers that get handed down to not go to the person who you like. Well, of course, Michael Chiklis is going to be the big strong one. He, he becomes the big brainy nerd one, and then the little girl becomes the big super strong one. Well, I think it would be more well, there, there may have been an episode where they switched powers, you know, because you have to have those two. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, but, yeah, it was pretty interesting. Uh, I think that one actually went for, like, 20-plus episodes. It just didn't get picked back up. Mm-hmm. And, again, left it up on a cliffhanger where I think a bunch of other people ended up getting abilities or something. But 
uh, really solid. I really enjoyed watching it at the time because it was basically I'd always wanted to see a really good version of the Fantastic Four, and I was like, "This is as close as I've gotten so far." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that's uh, uh, well, yeah. So I, I was like, Michael Chiklis. Why do I know that name? Oh, yeah, he actually was. He well, he actually was Ben Grimm in the yeah, he was Ben Grimm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. was the thing. Yeah. Well, and then uh, the daughter is Kay Panabaker, who yeah. is a Disney Disney Channel actress, was on uh, Phil of the Future, which is another show I really loved, and I'm pretty sure got limited to 65 episodes. And then, uh, that was Kay, Ban- Kay Panabaker that was on there? Yes. And you would know, uh, if you watch The Flash, you know Danielle Panabaker. Her sister yes, was also right, started out right, on Disney and right. is now a superhero. Right. Who is she? Uh, she is your least favorite character on The Flash. Gotcha. I was actually going to guess that. Mm. Yeah. Is it? Because I remember... I like Panab- her character Panabaker. until that happened. I yeah. And again, that wasn't like a bad character. That was a bad character decision on the writer's part. Yep. It wasn't like she acted it poorly. It was the writers made a bad decision that was stupid and didn't make sense. I'm not going into that. Yeah. We, we've done that on a few episodes. <laughs> I'm not going into that, but... I would certainly like to. <laughs> um... I'm just I'm just looking through the the cast list on IMDb and just looking at guest guest stars. You got some other Disney people in here. You got Tate Donovan, um, who was the voice of Hercules. Trisha Helfer is in an episode. Yeah, she's um, she's number six on Battlestar Galactica. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Capra, right? Caprica. No, no, no. Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, yeah. They call her Caprica, don't they? No, number six. Right. But I, I don't remember her ever being called Caprica. Yeah, I might be mixing uh, it with something else. I'm gonna go there, I think, was a TV show called Caprica. Yes, there was a prequel that was that. Caprica. That I actually have not watched yet. I haven't watched that I haven't one yet. either. See, About Star Galactica was another one that I think kind of got killed by the writer's strike, but I still like the ending. Really? Mm-hmm. I think the NFL meeting was atrocious. Uh, we, we're not going we, to... It's a series that I need to revisit now yeah. that I've watched all of it. Yeah. Before um, it gets rebooted. Yeah. And again, yeah. I thought it was good up until the very, 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 very... I thought it was good until the epilogue. I thought the epilogue was stupid and unnecessary. I think they should just not have that epilogue. But Trisha Helfer was... Um, um, yes, she does get referred to as Caprica. You're right. Aha! Also, like... Five other names in this battle. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I distinctly remember somebody calling her Caprica. Okay. Maybe she was a Capricorn. Uh, uh. All right, Ash, you're up. We got uh, we're, we're we're at an hour and forty minutes. So okay. Let's, uh, let's let's try to speed up. All right. Well, I've only got one more okay. on my list, Same. and um, that is. And you can put your last two together. I yeah. say that is uh, Star Trek Enterprise. Yeah. When that. Yeah. Uh, my dad's been watching through it, and I've been. Peeping episodes. Yeah, I've I've been watching that again on the uh, Heroes and Icons channel uh, where they do all Star Trek. They'll play like one episode from original series to Enterprise. And so I get one a night, six nights a week, so that's pretty fun. Now, Jason, you said you just got to Deep Space Nine? Just got to Deep Space Nine, so I cannot speak to Enterprise. Okay, so I'm. You've got a ways to go. Yeah, yeah, you've you've got a little little while. A little while, yeah. Yeah, so um, I'm not going to spoil Enterprise for you um, because. Yeah, uh, but uh, the general consensus of the fan base is WTF to that last episode <laughs> of, of I don't Enterprise. remember how it ended. Okay, well, we'll talk later and you can lament uh, with me. But the um, with Enterprise, um, I think one of the challenges that you that you run into with that was that um, it was originally aired on UPN, which mm-hmm. is the uh, United Paramount Network that no longer exists. 
Um, UPN did not last very long. It's also the channel that Voyager premiered on as well. Mm-hmm. All the other uh, of the reboot Star Trek series from like the late 80s to the early 90s, that's everything from Next Gen through, inter- uh, through Voyager, they all ended up having seven seasons. Mm-hmm. From what I have read, ratings were not that different for Enterprise. It, I mean, it, it wasn't as popular as DC-9, Voyager, but... It was. I think it you know it ran into the problem. It's a prequel, mm-hmm. um, so it, it's it's not in that same continuous universe as Deep Space Nine and Voyager. Are. And honestly, I I think one of the reasons that I was looking down on, which I think I probably my tastes have changed or matured, I should say, mm-hmm. because I wanted more technology, mm-hmm. and they gave us significantly less technology. Right. Which and I, I kind of wanted, especially after the finale of Voyager, where it was like, look at all this cool stuff from the future. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh, I want to see what that's like. And then they really pulled back on it. Right. Well, and you know, Enterprise, of course, is 100 years before original series. Right. right. So um, it's this is the very first Enterprise. Yeah. It's like they're discovering warp. Right. Not warp factor 10 or 11 right. or transwarp conduits. Warp. Right. And, <laughs> and, you know, even being able to um, use the transporter is a big right. deal. And, right. like, and that's right. like a thing. Like transporter technology has technically been perfected, but a lot of people are, are I mean, that's like plot points. Like characters are, are skeptical of using the, the, the transporter. They're, um, I just, I, you know, going back and watching it again, I'm just like, man, there is so much like wasted character stuff in there. I mean, Trip is my favorite. Um, I love Trip. Positive portrayal of a Southern person. Still kind of irritated that Connor Trenier is from Washington State. <laughs> um, but it's fine. It's fine. I, I love I love the character of Trip, and I totally ship him into Paul. Like, so much. And there's so much there, and, and just nothing, you, <laughs> nothing happened. They didn't do anything with it. And so it just... There are so many missed opportunities for that, and unfortunately, I really think it fell victim to UPN going under. Mm-hmm. Um... Okay. Yeah. yeah, my uh, my friend Earl Green. Um, if you Earl uh, Green, yeah, my T, fr- Earl Green, huh? <laughs> <laughs> right. My my friend Earl Green. Um, he runs thelogbook.com. Uh, he's also um, he actually works as a producer for all the Roddenberry podcasts. Um, you know a lot of really high level nerds. And yeah, by high I do. level I mean like well, I, I mean, authoritarian author- yeah. authority wise. Oh, uh, <laughs> Earl has been a Star Trek fan his entire life, and he started his website thelogbook.com because when Next Gen originally aired, he would write everything down. This is the star date. This is the name of the episode, and this will happen. And that's what if if it, this is how wikis are started, right? It, it actually that's basically his his website is a um, it's a uh, science fact and science fiction historical archive. It's really cool. Um, but Earl actually used to work in uh, television production and worked at a UPN network uh, during this time when things were going with like Voyager and, um, Enterprise. So, um, listen to Earl's podcast. He, he tells some really interesting stories about how things were going on, uh, on the back end with the network. So that's worth, uh, worth, uh, checking out on, uh, Earl's podcast. Uh, I think he talks about that on the, uh, don't give this take to Earl podcast. <laughs> um, so anyway, Star Trek Enterprise, we hardly knew ye, only got four seasons. You got a hundred episodes, which is pretty good, but it's still, it was, there was so, so, so much more story to tell. Mm. And I, I hate how they ended it. Every, when I was watching it, everybody kept telling me, don't watch the last episode, actually. Don't watch the last episode. Uh, because the episode prior to that, it ends the series really well. But then you have the last episode. You're like, yeah. rage, yeah. swearing. <laughs> so, anyway, Enterprise. And, and, you know, 
Discovery is set before, technically during like the same time frame as original series. Right, it's like um, ten years before but original they, series. Yeah, but they did they the the way they handled that. I thought now again, if you want to argue about how well did it capture the essence of Star Trek, but I like the way they handled it being in the past. I thought they made it interesting. I really right. enjoyed Discovery. Um, I love Discovery. I did too. October fifteenth. Yes. yes, Mandalorian and Mandalorian the 30th. 30th. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm covering both of those sh- shows for Fangirlish, so I'm going to be a very busy lady come October. <laughs> All right, so my last one is uh, same creator as Better Off Ted, okay. and that's Santa Clarita Diet. I've heard so, many good things about that. It's a Netflix show. It is about two realtors, or as they might say, realtors, in, in Santa Clarita. Oh my gosh, I'm forgetting there. Joel and I can't remember. Uh, it's. um. It's Drew Barrymore and Timothy Oliphant. Right. I can't remember Drew Barrymore's character's name. Couldn't tell you. But it doesn't you. matter. The point is, she she turns into a zombie, and it's about them navigating how to raise a child, and Sheila. Her name is Sheila. And feed Sheila human flesh, and it is one of the funniest, most well-written comedies I have ever watched. I mean, I am, as Ashley would say, hee-haw laughing. <laughs> Through the whole As I entire what thing, like. it is so 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 funny. It is very sweary and a little gory because zombies. It's a zombie, right? But it is absolutely hysterical. Timothy Oliphant, just his portrayal of a man who is struggling so hard to keep it together, is phenomenal. And you know, Drew uh, Drew Barrymore is just kind of, you know, I'm trying really hard, but at the same time. I kind of have to do this, and and to the Alphonse character, just like I know, but so literally one of the episodes names we can't kill people, Sheila. Then the next episode's name is we can kill people, Sheila. It's <laughs> so funny, and so like they they kill someone, and they they're burying the body in the desert, and Timothy Oliphant's just swearing a ton, and and Drew Barrymore's like I've been really sweary today. He's like yeah, I noticed. It's 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 adorable. Their daughter's hilarious, and. One of my favorite characters is the next door neighbor, their son, who obviously has a crush on on the on uh, Joel and Sheila's daughter, is the the tech classic nerd character. But they do him really well, and so they go to him because they're like, "What's happening?" And he's like flipping through his comic book. He's like, "No pulse, you know, this you're a zombie, right?" And he's you know, "Okay, you're a zombie. You're going to crave human flesh. Here's what you got to do." Da, 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 da. And his character is hilarious because he will get these last minute witticisms, these barbs, just, but he mumbles them so that nobody hears it but you, and so you're <laughs> laughing, and everyone else is just like, doop doop doo is like, you're like, oh, Eric, my boy! It's awesome, and I highly recommend it. It only had three seasons, because it was a Netflix show, and it absolutely, if you watch the end of the third season, there was something major that happened that I was really excited to see how it was going to play out, and I never got to see how it played out. And it's ridiculous and silly and goofy and but but the writing is just brilliant. And so Timothy Oliphant is like in an argument with his daughter and he's like, if the Wright brothers had, had you for a daughter, we never would have conquered the skies. It's it's so good. It's a terrible thing to say. <laughs> uh, I love you very much. What the hell does that mean? It's so, so funny. And I highly recommend it. It is on Netflix. Um, I can't recommend it enough, and I really wish there was more of it. Okay. I, I, I do remember I have one more show, but I'll let Jason do his thing. Well, I was, and I don't know if this will 
I think you'll have something to say on this one. I can really only speak to one of them because I haven't gotten that far into it. Okay. But technically, it's five different shows, but it's just Marvel Netflix. (laughs) 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 Appropriately, I am wearing a Defenders t-shirt tonight. Yeah, which Um, is why I thought you would have a lot to say. Yes, I haven't haven't gotten to finish them, but it, it, it always irks me when... I mean, things like Enterprise, where there are circumstances that have more to do with, like, the studio or who has the rights or finances mm-hmm. and things like that than it does to do with the content of the show. Yep. Because I will say, from everything I've seen, which is mostly just Daredevil and Jessica Jones, the casting is excellent. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Um, the writing is really good. They got the characters yep. down yep. really well. I like, really enjoyed the first season of Luke Cage. I love Luke Cage. Um, although, I don't want to say that spoiler. The, the first season peaks not at the end. Right, yeah. no, and, and I think, uh, for, I think that's kind reason. of like a, a major complaint. It's, uh, it's on fine, it's season, not but... terrible, but it is a very comic booky thing to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, what happens is a very comic booky thing. You um, really could have split the first season into two. Yeah. Um, and I yeah, really definitely. feel like it should have... The, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's basically anyway. there's basically two arcs, and one resolves like almost at the end, and then the other one's like two episodes long. Right. Iron Fist first season is kind of boring. <laughs> I still <laughs> I was, liked it. I didn't think I did not think it was as bad as everyone said it was, mm-hmm. but I do think it was kind of boring. I just still want the Colin Wing show. But <laughs> anyway, Jason, we're yeah. talking about yeah. your your stuff, so you you far away, bro. Yeah. So basically, um, I was just gonna say. You know, absolutely loved Daredevil. Mm. Really enjoyed what I saw of Jessica Jones. I didn't actually... I started a couple episodes in the second season, haven't finished. Um, That's about where I'm at. Uh, But I really love the characters of Luke Cage. I enjoy some of the Jessica Jones stuff from the comics. Um, Daredevil, absolutely perfect first Mm -hmm. season. Really enjoyed Mm -hmm. the second season. Mm -hmm. But I know a lot of it because of it being left off. The Daredevil was supposed to get another season. Luke Cage was supposed to get another season. I know that one ends on a cliffhanger, or at least in a yeah, position Luke Cage where season ends on a pretty wild cliffhanger that needed to be resolved and will never be resolved. Yeah, um, Mike Coulter is so, so perfect. But uh, yeah, he does really good stuff, um, and it's just it's sad that that universe isn't going to get get to continue, even though technically it was supposed to be in the MCU, but they're kind of just brushing it to the side. Yeah, yep. it's, it's and, and they didn't get a chance to own it like apparently Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh. that's, that's, that's one I need to finish. But, yeah. yeah. So, saw... and, and what's really what's really tragic is Defenders almost sets up Luke Cage and Iron Fist. Um, Heroes for Heroes Hire. Hire. Right. But we're never going to get that. Yeah. Man, that hey, Disney, really... Disney, 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 we want Heroes for Hire, do it. Um, but, but we want that Heroes for Hire. Right. <laughs> but uh, my my last one uh, was Stargate Universe. Oh. Which, I, so, okay. So you got to have to remind me. There's like six Stargates. Right? Yeah. Um, well, SG-1, SG-1, that's the main SG-1 the main. Uh, is the main one. It was the longest running one. And that mm-hmm. spun out into Atlantis. Right. And then Atlantis and and S- uh, SG-1 kind of spun out into Universe. Okay. And Universe is kind of like, you could tell it was made later, like they started it later just because the tone shifts, it gets a little bit edgier. Battlestar <laughs> Galactica had happened at that point, so they were right. kind of like, well, what if we well, did Battlestar Galactica? Technically, Battlestar Galactica was a remake. Um, yeah. Yes, but it's very different. I have completionist tendencies. I went and watched the original before I went and watched the Starbuck new one. Starbuck was a dude. Yeah. Star- Stargate is Boomer a very... Boomer was a black man. <laughs> Stargate is a very dangerous thing to get into if you right. have completionist tendencies, because you yes, have to watch <laughs> um, 17 seasons of television and several movies. Yeah. I, 
I've talked about, I've seen the first episode of Stargate SG-1 uh-huh. because I was watching it at work and <laughs> it was like, it's a scene where the, the, the dude's like sacrificing women uh-huh. mm-hmm. and they're like stripping before they sacrifice them, but it wasn't, it was, you know, they would like strip off screen and then he'd stab them, right? And then this one woman comes up and I'm like, okay, now the camera's going to cut away and it was just like, boing! <laughs> I'm sorry, the, because the, the sound effect was really great. Um, <laughs> boing. That, that's how it was. It was almost like it was almost like those old t- terrible 3D movies where it like goes like towards you, and I was like, no, like backing away, like this like, can't be happening. I'm no, not I'm safe for I'm work. I'm sitting at my desk at work, and apparently it's because the very first episode was made for like Showtime. Yeah, and so the very first episode has. Boobs. <laughs> and none of the rest of it does. And my roommate did not remember that. And, he, and I was like, dude, why did you have me watch the show at work? He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, the boobs! He's like, the bo- oh, you yeah. must have gotten that version of it. <laughs> Pretty much. I was like, oh! <laughs> Pretty much the same thing happened to me. Um, it was like, my. The surprise boobs? <laughs> yeah. So I'm sitting surprise. at home. Oh, I'm at home. <laughs> Just but came I- out, like, punched me across the face. I'm like, oh, what happened? <laughs> I'm not. A, I wasn't at work, but uh, my wife and I had just started dating at the time. It's like oh. one of the best shows ever, and she just lends me all the DVDs, or she was about to, and I saw it on streaming or something. I don't remember exactly how it happened, but I'm sitting there and I'm watching the first episode, just like in the living room at my house, like with my mom walking around, and I'm just like, oh, what in the world? Is that? And, it's, and, it's, and it's not like it's throughout. It's just the one scene for like ten seconds, and then nothing the rest of the episodes. With the exception of that thirty seconds, it's a very family friendly yeah, show. Yeah, it's so jarring. It's it's almost like watching airplane and at some point yes, like, all the passengers are freaking out and then literally a naked woman just goes boing and you're like and just off and you're like what just happened isn't this movie PG? Yeah. And, and you can of course I was watching that with my then. family and that happens and my mom looks at me I'm like I don't remember that at all. I literally <laughs> my brain erased that because it's so it's such a non sequitur. So, and it's so quick. It's so quick yeah. it's just like hey boop bye. Yeah. <laughs> like what? If you blink you will miss it. Yep. So blink right that moment. <laughs> but SG Universe, yeah, the Star Wars Universe, um, it was a really different tone, so it struggled in ratings and everything, uh, just because they did try and go a little bit edgier with it when it's been so family friendly and all that kind of stuff. Which it still was for the most part. It just it was made later. Mm-hmm. By the time you get through the second season, you're really attached to all the characters, and then again, it ends just like on a cliffhanger. No. Um, so so explain to me. Because, again, I only watched the first episode of Stargate. What's kind of the the premise? Is there, like, jumping through these Stargates to different worlds? Or? Pretty much. Um, like, the first show, basically, it's pretty much entirely on Earth. Um, but it's a team that goes through the Stargates. They're trying out different addresses. They're forming alliances and things. And basically, as you go through it, it's a really kind of fun take on mythology, where it starts with Egyptian mythology, and okay, the aliens okay. were kind of responsible for that. Right. But eventually it gets into like <laughs> Norse mythology. And when, like, there are points where, like, Nor- in that show, this, is, this isn't much of a spoiler, but they go out and they're in search of Thor to help them defeat... Right. And Thor is literally like the little gray alien that you see like in every (laughs) classic generic generic alien. So the the Asgardians are those little little aliens. And so you get to meet Thor, you get to meet Loki, but they go through, and that, I believe that went for 10 seasons, the original. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, And it spins off um, into Atlantis, which is more, they're kind of stranded 
for a little bit they're stranded just on a space station in another galaxy. Mm-hmm. Like a team and a couple characters cross over and they kind of, that's more of like, we're stuck out here, we're trying to help the people in this area, there's an antagonist race that they're uh, having to fight. That goes on for about five seasons. And then Universe, uh, basically they're trying a new project, there's this gate address that they've never been able to get to before, it has an extra symbol or something like that. They figure out how to go through to it, and it they end up on this ancient ship that's pre-programmed for like a specific purpose. And that the cast of that one just gets stuck there. So they're on this ship. They're trying to figure out how to survive. Every once in a while, they come in range of a planet. They can use the Stargate to go try and do something. But it's kind of unlocking more of the mysteries of the ship. Uh, the But there are a couple. There's like a brilliant kind of nefarious genius who's trying to do things on his own. Uh, I believe the character's name is Dr. Nicholas Rush. He's really cool. Uh, but at the basically at the end of it, there's a crisis. And the way that they resolve it really just is like, yeah, we're definitely going to get another season, and then they don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this, so what you've described um, sounds kind of like Stargate meets Star Trek Voyager yeah. meets Survivor. <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> okay, got and it. And then voting I mean, people I, off the island by kicking them out of the airlock. <laughs> um, but they also get into some really cool like time travel stuff in that one. Uh, I think every... Every version of Stargate has some really good time travel. Right. That's got a Marina Becker in, right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, she's uh, Inara on Firefly again. Her, she, she's been on like a, a few shows that have ended too soon. The other one I Maybe think would, would be um, the uh, the reboot of V from about mm, twelve years ago. It was like two thousand eight, I think. Like V for Vendetta? No, 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 no. V. Um, v was a uh, nineteen eighty four miniseries. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I know what you're talking so, about. So, so there was V, uh, the the original miniseries. There was um, there was a sequel miniseries that came like a year or two later after that, and then that was so popular they made like a sh- short lived TV series that lasted for a season, and so all of that got rebooted in the late two thousands, um, and it only it only ran for two seasons. I actually just like maybe a year or two ago watched all of it. It was it was actually pretty good. It was like just a nice really pleasant network sci-fi show. Yeah, it had some dark stuff, but she was, like, the main uh, visitor in mm-hmm. that, you know, visit, you know, V for Visitor. Gotcha. Um, but uh, she was, she was really interesting in that, in that show. Um, she played it, she played a good character, but anyway. But yeah, that was my, Did you, uh, did you see the prequel, Ivy? No. It's a Roman numeral joke. <laughs> Again, we gotta gotta have a rim shot in that soundboard, my friend. (laughs) We got him, R2. Close enough. (laughs) Close enough. But yeah, uh, Stargate... What did you say? Stargate Universe, if you love Stargate, if you liked... uh, I feel like if you like Battlestar Galactica, it might be a good thing to get into. Um, But basically, if you like... Star Trek, Firefly, that kind of stuff. Stargate's a really good universe to jump into if you've never been there. Yeah. All I know, all I know of Stargate other than the first episode is the the gif of the guy with the tattoo on his forehead. Uh, that's Tilk. Yep. Tilk. Tilk. Yep. Tilk drinking a pot of coffee. The guy's like, "Isn't that hot?" Extremely. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, haven't made it that far into SG One. Uh, I'm trying to remember the actor's name who did Teal. Oh. He's been in a bunch of stuff. Christopher Judge. 
Yes, Christopher Judge. He's he was, the voice of Magneto in he was, um, X-Men Evolution. Uh-huh. He was the master of communicating everything he needed to through just an eyebrow raise. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. my, my husband once made the joke his favorite character in SG-1 was uh, Teal'c's eyebrows. She <laughs> <laughs> do a tier, a tier uh, list maker and S tier is the Teal'c eyebrow. Yeah. Um, yeah no, uh, SG-1 is uh, a series that we have started. It's like my. It's probably my husband's favorite science fiction is, is Stargate. And I, because he wants to watch it with me, it means mm-hmm. it takes us 400 years to watch it. Um, whereas if I were watching it, I would have finished it three years ago. <laughs> yeah. So, I think so far, you know, I'm only part way into Star Trek. I think Stargate's my favorite. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I know, I know, Cassandra says it's her favorite too. Yeah. So, all right, we need to wrap up. You got one more? All right, I, I do have one more. You were talking about Netflix shows and how Netflix likes to kill shows prematurely. They do. Um, uh, one they killed this year was I am not okay with this. Um, Wait, was that your response, or is that the actual name of the show? No, that was the actual name of the show. Yeah, I feel like it's both. It, yes, <laughs> I, yes. Yes. <laughs> Applicable both ways. But I Am Not Okay With This is based on a graphic novel. It's the, It starred uh, Sophia Lillis, uh, which if you have seen the new It, uh, she plays Beverly in that, and she is amazing. And also, uh, also from it, uh, Wyatt uh, Olaf. He plays um, Stanley in it. He also plays a character named Stanley. And I am not okay with this. It was a short series, only seven episodes. It ends on a cliffhanger, and I'm just like, well, thank God there's comic books because I don't want to know what happens next. Uh-huh. Um, but Sophia Lillis is absolutely incredible in everything I've ever seen her, and even like stuff that is a little cheesy. Like I actually, cause I I love her so much, and my mentor's daughter loves her so much. Like I took her to go see the uh, Nancy Drew movie that she was in her early <laughs> last year or earlier this year or was it it was ended last year it doesn't matter anyway i went to we went to go see it together just because she was in it and it was still pretty fun even though the movie was cheesy but yeah sophia willis she's she's got chops and i'm, I'm very sorry like that, mutton chops uh, uh, uh acting chops specifically <laughs> yes, <got> <laughs> she may like mutton i don't know i've never had the pleasure of meeting her um but anyway it's it's a great kind of dark, edgy, coming of age sci fi story. There is um, it ends on a cliffhanger. You're, you're she basically she finds out she has superpowers, but there's no explanation for how she got them. So uh, you kind of get little hints and clues about it. Her she she kind of loses control and something very bad happens. And um, so kind of Umbrella Academy. Um. I wouldn't even, like, I feel like Umbrella Academy has a lot more, like, dark humor to yeah. it than this does. Um, this is this is more like coming of age meets Scanners. Okay. Are you guys familiar with the movie Scanners? That's the one where the dude's head explodes. Uh, yes, it's a David Cronenberg film. Yeah. Uh, David Cronenberg, King of Body Horror. Uh, Scanners, I, I, the main reason I found out about Scanners was because um, Stranger Things borrows from Scanners yeah. a lot. There are actually some shots in the first season that I was like, oh. That's from Scanners. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, this this kind of draws a little bit from that as well. So, so it's pretty dark. Yeah, it's definitely dark. Um, uh, it's, I so more it's like Black yeah. Mirror. Yeah, uh, I haven't actually watched Black Mirror. I but, don't like it. Yeah, uh, you know, a lot of people tell me it's kind of like um, the the newer, darker Twilight Zone. And I guess, but all the premises are just so ridiculous. I can't right. take it seriously. And it's being like all serious about them. And like, okay, this episode needed to be. 20 minutes long, not an hour. Right. Um, especially that first episode. Anyway, yeah, so, everybody tells me, if you want to watch Black Mirror, skip the first episode. So apparently I'm Not Okay With This was like just canceled like two yes, days ago. It was, yeah, and it was, just it was due to COVID-19. Oh. Yeah, um, I, I was about to say, I think this is likely COVID-related, but it, it's still, it's... 
Netflix has um, a pretty bad track record of canceling shows prematurely. Another one that uh, my my coworkers at Fangirlish really poo pooed them canceling was uh, Spinning Out. Uh, one season just aired last year and actually had like a really thorough portrayal of someone coping with mental illness and anxiety and depression and things like that. So um, anyway, it, it, to me, even if it is COVID related, it also kind of felt like that as well. And, and it, it's tough because so many things are going to get the axe this year just yep. because of COVID. Yep. So. Well, we can consider it a, a hopefully clean slate for the future. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll um, hopefully it's going to be really interesting to see how entertainment ends up changing because of this. Right, and and I I've been really interested to see things like the the Parks and Rec reunion special where everything was filmed in everybody's houses. Did did either of you guys ever watch Monk? Monk uh, was I've, I've seen like a handful of episodes. There Monk's is like eight seasons. There is a re- five minute reunion episode um. of Monk. For the pandemic, and it is the best reunion thing I've seen them do so far. Okay, all right. Monk, Monk is fantastic. Yeah, are, I, you, are you familiar with the premise? Yes, I, I am familiar with the premise. I did catch a handful of episodes on 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 the Bunny Ears a few, a Tony few months ago. Yeah, Tony Shalhoub is hilarious. Genius. I mean, he's just a phenomenal actor. He's but yeah, he's he is genius in that. Mm-hmm. So funny. All right. Anyway. We need to wrap up because we've gone over two hours now. Oh, my goodness. Um, we have not been canceled too early. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not for tonight. We've, we've gone almost as long as Firefly. We can't get canceled <laughs> because I'm the one in charge. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so uh, y'all let us know what were your favorite shows that got the axe too soon. Um, this is one where I'm not going to say, uh, you know, let us know if you disagree with us. Because that doesn't really make sense. Because this is kind of just like, I wanted to see more, which is yeah. purely subjective. Right. Uh, so if there were shows that, that got the axe that you, you that made you weep salty tears of bitter rage, in our case, mostly impotent rage, which makes <laughs> it worse, um, you know, just uh, shoot us a line, dearlydebated at gmail.com, or, or uh, send us a tweet at dearlydebated. Uh, we also have a Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash dearlydebated. And uh, yeah, let us know uh, what what you think got canceled to her. That we'd love to interact with our audience of you know, but what would we decide? Five and a half people, including a half an Australian. So, <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, right, right in and let us know. So uh, you can find me personally at Holy Golem, and you need to check out my uh, and Greg's, who's not here. Rest in peace. YouTube channel. He's not dead, but. Might as well be. No. He, he is uh, at home resting. Right? He's at home yeah. resting. Yeah. He is literally uh, resting. <laughs> uh, our YouTube channel, Kitchen Chemist. So Kitchen Chemist on YouTube. That's We're on Instagram. Kitchen Chem, Chemist YT on Twitter. Kitchen Chem YT. And uh, I said Instagram, YouTube. And we have a Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash Kitchen Chemist. All right. You can find me on most social media at Comic Exile or at ComicExile.com. Uh, talk a lot about comics over there. Just recently talked about my uh, or some of my favorite Batman uh, comics, and that's going to be continuing pretty soon. Uh, and uh, if you want to send me an email, you can do Batman that at 66. thecomicexile at gmail.com. All right, so a few different places you can find me. You can follow me on Twitter at TheNerdyBlogger. You can uh, visit my blog, nerdyblogging.wordpress.com. You can go to my Facebook page, facebook.com slash TheNerdyBlogger. You can also read my work on fangirlish.com, where I have a column uh, called Hashtag Wayback Wednesday, where I review one retro from a week. You can also check me out on the Pop Culture Retrorama. Um, that's popcultureretrorama.com, where currently I'm working on a series covering the 1995 run of Marvel Gargoyles. I'm also on that podcast occasionally, the uh, Pop Culture Retrorama podcast, or the... Um, 
Saturday Frights podcast, which is out and based out of that website as well. I think that's all my my socials. All right. Well then, well then, we will leave you to summarize our feelings about these shows. We will leave you with the words of Mr. James Earl Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. How could this happen to me? I made my mistakes. Got nowhere to run. The night goes on as I'm fading away. I'm sick of this life. I just want to scream. How could this happen to me? Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.